0: Hey
1: guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Toku Thursdays. Actually, this is such an exciting episode, it's almost like it's an episode of Sentai Saturdays as well, given the scope and the the breadth of the topic that we're about to discuss tonight, but there are only two of us here tonight, actually. I'm your host, Derek, Derek W.C., and I'm joined tonight by a very special guest, who some men say can spark live into Ultraman 80 when he's had too much of his favorite beverage, and... The man who some men say started the Rand Thanagar War so his blog, being Carter Hall, would get some increased traffic as a result. This man may be all of these things, but you and I both know him as the excellent host of the Daikaiju podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. Joining us tonight on Fanhole's Toku Thursdays is Mr. Luke Giaconetti. Hey, shout out.
0: Hey, bonjour, Derek. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, that's the best introduction I've ever gotten on a podcast, bar none. That's <laughs> usually it's like, and no one else was available, so we've dragged in, you know. <laughs>
1: No, 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 this is, this is going to be fun, and, and I guess just letting everybody in on what we're about to discuss tonight, the reason why this, I, I'm kind of thinking it's all, it's all serendipitous because this is kind of like an episode of Toku Thursdays, and it's kind of like an episode of Sentai Saturdays, and it's kind of like an episode of Earth Destruction Directive, but what we're actually going to be discussing tonight is Kamen Rider times Super Sentai times Space Sheriff Superhero Tyson Z. So this is like an epic movie with all kinds of different tokusatsu and sentai characters and so who better to discuss it with because obviously I'm I'm uh, I guess I'm going to be upfront with all the listeners I think I think all the listeners know by now whatever you've heard me podcast about Common Rider is almost what I've watched in terms of Common <laughs> Rider. So I, I, I've been trying to get into it, and kind of like when I was first dared to get into Doctor Who, and I started way back at the Hartnell series, like, I'm starting way back at Common Rider 1. So I've seen a few episodes of that, and then basically anything that we've podcasted on the proper show, like W and, I think, you know, Gaim and stuff like that. I've seen I've seen some episodes of that, but I'm not... I'm not really hardcore on that. I'll probably know a little more about the Sentai stuff. So I'm happy to have someone here with me who can also sort of give our listeners some, some insight into the, this kind of awesome crossover epic that we're about to discuss. But I, I just thought I'd ask you, Luke, just so we could break the ice a little bit. I'm just kind of curious, like, what's your exposure to the whole Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and, I guess, even Metal Heroes, because that's the three genres that we're sort of dealing with tonight?
0: Yeah, yeah, The, the, um, and the those are the, you know, outside of uh, Ultraman, the other Kyodai heroes, those are kind of the the big three series for tokusatsu in, uh, in Japan, uh, traditionally. My first exposure to the Super Sentai, I vaguely, vaguely remember... There was a show on USA back in the early '80s called Night Flight.
1: Oh, okay. And they, and,
0: and they used to show clips of Dynaman, and this, this is, this is, and I vaguely remember that. I remember that in kind of like weird, kind of half there memories. Who can stop them? Who can save the world? Oh, that's who! And check this out. The ultimate persuader in the relentless
1: battle against evil. These are the adventures of Dynaman.
0: But like a lot of Americans, my first real exposure to Super Sentai was the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which I watched as I was in, I think, the fifth grade or sixth grade. I want to say fifth grade when that started. So that, that was my first real exposure to the Super Sentai. I was a big Power Rangers fan as a kid. I was just old enough that I never really had a lot of the toys. I never had any of the the DX Zords or anything like that. But I was old enough, though, that I could afford to buy a few action figures. So I always had some of the monsters, you know, kicking around my desk with cool. my Very cool. toy biz marble Yeah, uh, I know I
1: know a lot of our, our fan holes all got into the whole Power Rangers scene because I think they were around your age range and group, so they were yeah. collecting a lot of different characters. Me, I was... I was a little bit older, so it wasn't quite as cool. I had to sort of, like, convince, like, the freshman to come with the senior in high school to go watch this crazy movie, and I was just kind of like, well, we get to see Amy Jo Johnson in short shorts, and that's yeah. kind of how I sold it and everything. I <laughs> don't you know, believe
0: how short her shorts are. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so, so there's that
1: aspect to it. And I think I, at some point, I because of that movie, I think I, I went out and got some of those Power Rangers that were all kind of I don't know if they were back, back metallic column, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and they had the little coins. But I, I remember I, I sold them off at, like, the Ranger board at some point in my great purge of my original yeah. collection. But I remember people going, are you sure you want to get rid of these? These are awesome. And I just said, well, you know, I'm glad that they're going to someplace that is, uh, is getting a happy home or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, the first, first Power Rangers toy I bought was they had the, the second wave of the evil space aliens. They were five and a half inches tall. I got Stag Beetle, who is was one of my absolute favorite Power Rangers monsters of all time. He was the beetle that could uh, that soaked up a lot of the Green Ranger's power, and uh, was the monster from the episode The Beetle Invasion. Cool. But just funny. And then also the automorphing Tommy Green Ranger, where they, the head would flip.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and it would like pop up and everything. Yeah, flip yeah that, was, that was super flip. cool.
0: Yeah. The only thing with his, you had to take the, dr- the dragon shield off in order for his head to flip.
1: Yeah, because everybody else didn't have the shield, yeah. so it was really easy. But then with his, you had to, yeah, take yeah. the.
0: And metal heroes is kind of the same. I, I didn't I didn't even know. Like I w- wasn't aware of the space sheriff series or anything like that. The first my first exposure was VR Troopers, so okay. it was Metalder and Spielban being obviously localized here for the states. And the thing about VR Troopers that I always thought was was funny was one it was Saban kind of ripping themselves off. Because they were doing their own Kind of take on their, all, their own show But because it was syndicated They had more creative control You'll need every bit of your VR superpowers To defeat Grimlord's warriors As they pass through the reality barrier And try to take control of our world You are the last line of defense I would never subject you to such risks If it weren't absolutely necessary The professor and I wish you luck I know you'll make me proud I love you, son I love you too, Dad. And and it was, when I was, uh, when that show was on, it was on, I'm from New York, so, uh, originally, so Channel 11, WPIX, uh, used to show Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad at 5 o'clock and then VR Troopers at 5.30. So when I got off of school and I would come home, I'd be, you know, working out in the gym downstairs. That would be what I'd watch. I'd watch Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad and VR Troopers. (laughs) Cool. As far as Common Rider, I don't know. The the first Common Rider that I watched was I must have seen some of it at some point because I was aware of Common Rider before Mast Rider. Okay. But I don't know what Common Rider I, I watched or where I would have saw it. So I watched Mast Rider and then the first actual Common Rider I watched was I watched pretty much all of Common Rider Black R X in straight Japanese. Okay. Uh, That was when I was in college. I say this to my wife all the time. It's like, you get some of these, and I don't mean to offend anyone if you're a younger listener, some of these kids that get upset when their fan sub is a daylight.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like,
0: let me tell you something, son. When I was in college, (laughs) (laughs) we watched it in straight Japanese, and it took us six hours to download an episode, and it was years after it aired, and we liked it. We loved it. So don't come crying to me because your fan sub is six hours late.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I guess if if you're if you're the old man compared to the youngins with the fan subs, like me and and one of my fellow fanholes Tony, we always laugh about how we're sort of like the old men on the podcast. But I would I would echo that instead, but also say like I remember the VHS. Yeah. Dubs or the laser discs—they weren't even subtitled, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can—I'm right there with you. I think, I think I've gotten with the times though. So, I, I know, I know, like yourself. Sometimes you, you mentioned how like you still enjoy watching some stuff raw, and like some of my buddies will still chime in or fellow podcasters and say, like, oh, yeah, I watched this Raw because I was excited about it. But I think at this point, I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to be impatient like yeah. the young kids or anything, but sometimes I'm like, well, you know, whenever they get around to subtitling Ginga S, I will certainly watch it, you yeah. know, like that kind of thing.
0: And I don't know if you saw, ju- just today I posted on Facebook, I got from, I ordered off of eBay from a seller in Asia, I got the Return of Ultraman DVD set.
1: Oh, okay, cool. The, cool. The,
0: the Malaysian DVD set, which has Japanese audio and then subtitles in English, Japanese, and Malay. Now, and, and I said they're they're not the greatest subtitles, but all it, it, with especially for uh, you know a tokusatsu show, an action show. As long as I can get the gist of what's going on, yeah, you know, really I, it's it's not it's not romance of the Three Kingdoms, you know. It, it's not the forty-seven Ronin where if if it's if it's actually Yoshi and not Yori that makes a big difference. It, it's not here, okay? Yeah, it'll
1: be it'll be okay. <laughs> In, English is 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 acceptable to a degree. Yeah. I Get, it reminds me of like all the like I know I know you stopped with Mobile Suit Gundam, but I I went crazy and bought a lot of those when I was uh, getting out of college. So I I kind of have experience with the same type of subtitles that you're talking yeah. about. So.
0: Yeah, so there's value even in poor subtitles. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, as long as
1: you know what's going on, you know. Yeah, I guess we don't
0: have to worry about that here because we've got some wonderful fan subs of this movie out there. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So I mean, this is this is fine, and I don't I don't even think I had any of those Ray Brad Ray Blood <laughs> moments either. You know? Like I think I'm I'm all I'm all on board with these subtitles, you mm-hmm. know. And and nobody's calling anybody an asswipe or a butthead or, you know cursing when they're not supposed to be so I'm, I'm i'm all on board with this i guess just transitioning i just wanted to do some quick email feedback and this is actually from a, a buddy of years luke who i guess got turned on to our fan Holes toku thursdays show through yourself so i just wanted to give a shout out on air and and read his email feedback so everybody could take a listen this is actually from ron sadowski who was a co host over on the Two True Freaks Network? He's on a podcast called Dinner for Geeks, which I just had the pleasure of listening to. Uh, I think I listened to like three or four episodes. I sort of listened to like the first two episodes, and then I listened to the most recent episodes, which I guess are like 86 and 87. But he was right there, episode one, sort of. Flying his Kokaita, Generation Kokaita flag for everybody to hear Mm -hmm. and everything. So obviously he is a fan and, and he was, I guess, pretty happy that we were doing some coverage of that series, especially in our first three episodes. So he just writes, Hey, Derek and Justin, I just listened to the first two episodes of your podcast. I was turned on to it by my buddy, Luke, over at Earth Destruction Directive. His taste runs more to giant monsters, not the Japanese superhero shows. I really enjoyed your program, but then I love Kakaida. The real test will be when I get to you guys discussing shows I haven't seen. I'll let you know how I feel about it then. To give you a bit of background, whenever you mention Kakaida Generation, you're talking about me. I grew up in Hawaii from about 71 to 75, and Kakaida, Common Rider V3, and Ultra 7 was our must-see TV. You might be asking how important was this little pop culture blip. Well, the channel that showed it was a UHF independent station and was getting enough ratings to get them to bring the Common Rider live show to Hawaii in 74. So I assume that must be something like everybody had to pay tickets for and go to. It. Yeah, so yeah that, that's that, kind
0: of yeah, those are pretty uh, those are pretty common in Japan where they do the a live stage show with the you know, the heroes from the current series and everything and they'll cool. play the songs and everything. Yeah, you you see every now and again you'll see them like in the end credits of an episode of the current series like, Oh, and our live show starting on such and such date, you know? Yeah. No, it sounds like cuz I, I know I've seen like a couple things like like
1: recently like the the Batman live show and I know that Chris Franklin was talking about the Avengers one that he just went and saw with his family. So I mean, I imagine it's kind of similar but kind of not cuz they're all like suit actors and stuff like yeah. that. But he goes on to say, "You also mentioned the Five Riders versus King Dark movie, which I saw in a theater in Honolulu." And no, I don't remember the girl, that was the lead girl in, in Android Kakaida, being in it either, but I was three or four at the time, and I didn't appreciate females as much as I do now. <laughs> I attached a newspaper ad, and so he has, like, a ad for the Kakaida 3D movie there, and he says, I'm sure it's the first 3D film I'd ever seen. I do like your comparing and contrasting with the anime series and the manga. I only saw a couple episodes on Adult Swim, but never able to find it at a reasonable price to watch the whole thing. Never read the manga, and you mentioned it was on Comixology, but I can't find it there, which does lead me to something else that was mentioned on the show. I never read the manga or saw the original anime for Cutie Honey, but I did watch the live series earlier this year and was quite impressed with the show. So, with a variety of old and newer shows, I think that would make for a good balance. I'm currently watching the first Common Rider series. I've never seen it before, but I'm fairly impressed. If you guys can review some of the more recent series out there, it would be helpful. I have so much more to say, but I will save it for another time. Thank you, and hope you will keep at it. Well, thanks a lot, Ron. I mean, Justin and I both really appreciate the feedback. I know we probably won't get around to doing more Kikaida shows anytime soon, at least as of this recording, but probably once the new year starts in January, we're going to start hitting it hard again and get back into cranking out some more of those. So we're glad that you liked it. We're really happy with the feedback. And everybody who's listening, Dinner with Geeks was very, very fun to listen to. It's it's more a slice of life, like you're a fly on the wall in somebody's geek conversation with lots of chatter and lots of utensils clanging and everything <laughs> like that. But I mean, they they, they kind of go all over the place in terms of what they like to talk about. If you do... Like Star Wars, get ready to hear a lot of stuff about Star Wars, and if you don't like Star Wars, get ready to hear a lot of stuff about Star Wars. <laughs> but other than that, like you know, it's very entertaining, and and you guys should definitely check it out. So I just wanted to give Ron a shout out, and that we appreciate his feedback on Toku Thursdays. So thanks a lot, Ron.
0: And as I said, I, I wanted to echo: Dinner for Geeks is a is a great show, just because, as you say, it, it really is like you're sitting there eating dinner with these four geeks talking about whatever they're talking about that week. yeah, And the, the, and that show is one that really, you know, because it, it breaks a lot of the quote-unquote rules of podcasting, you know, but having the background noise and having other things going on and people talking over each other and all that stuff that you're, you know, quote-unquote supposed to not do. Right. But that's what makes it great because they're breaking the rules, but they do it very well. And, I, wish, uh, I
1: wish I could edit that podcast, because <laughs> then I'd be like, slap it in the thing and upload it. Well, end. you
0: know, but according to Scott Riefen, he says that it takes him a long time, and he says what they you, know, you get about a third of what they record or something. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. Oh, he, maybe 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 it's much harder than yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, and He I, does I, a remember, lot of editing on it. So. <laughs> I, I
1: remember our first episode ever of Fan Holes, I think, was an experiment, and we talked for like, five hours or something when we all first got together, and I actually made a, an hour-long podcast out of that. So if it's anything like that, then I take it back. I don't want to edit that at all. So, yeah. so but yeah, okay, cool, all right. So I guess we'll get into the nitty-gritty, which is why we're all here. This is this is what we've come here to do, which is to talk Common Rider, Super Sentai, Space Sheriff, Superhero Tizen Z, or Superhero War Z. So there's, there's kind of like the, the various titles and everything. And this was released in April 27th, 2013. I I, I guess I'll just go down the, the list real quick of some of the main characters so we know who we're about to follow. And then I guess kind of like we did on the Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Battle, I'll start describing everything and we'll just kind of, you know, comment as we go. So I, I'd say of the different series, the folks that we're really following are... Common Rider Wizard, who is a guy named Haruto Soma, and for the Super Sentai series, I, I'd have to say the main character that we're following is the young girl from Go Busters, it's the yellow Go Buster, and her name is Yoko Usami. And then for the space sheriff half of it, I'd say the main character is a young man named Geki Jumanji. And he is the, as I like to say, the nu, the new Space Sheriff Gavin, because he's he's not he's not the old school guy, but he is yeah. his his replacement. So kind of like new Kirk and new Fifty Two and all that. Just whenever yeah, but, I say it, it's it's new Gavin.
0: So. But the, the difference here with with the new Gavin is that the the pre the precursor to this film is actually Space Sheriff Gavin the movie, and right. that's where we're introduced to Gecky. As the, as the new Govin, and the idea that the space Sheriff, the, the battle suits are what give the title. So we have a new, a, a new person as Gavin, a new person as shade, or a new person as Sheravan.
1: Right, so it's, it's more along the lines of, of a mantle being passed, right, as opposed to, I, you know, maybe the Kirk example is not as good, because people don't inherit the mantle of Captain Kirk, but maybe they do inherit the mantle of Green Lantern. Green or Lantern or the, or the Flash yeah, would be a yeah. good one, you know. Yeah. So
0: because, you know, the original Goblin's still kicking around as a grizzled old badass.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is he, he, he's that that angry, you know, police captain who's gonna tell Lieutenant Jacanetti that he's gone too far <laughs> and he's over the edge. That's... You're off
0: the case, Jack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so even,
0: uh, even criminals got rights, what about the rights of that little girl?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically the, the, the movie opens with I guess the world and the universe in sort of a chaotic mess. I I could not help but think of Thor the Dark World because what's going on basically is there's all these crazy space distortions that are going around all across the Earth and, and, and later we find out all across the universe. So you've got deep sea divers who are probably trying to blow up Godzilla and save the world, but instead they end up somewhere in a Japanese bathhouse coming out of like the hot tub and everything. Or you've got some some young lovers on the spinning teacup ride at an amusement park, and all of a sudden the spinning teacup just rolls out into busy traffic intersection. <laughs> so there's all this kind of crazy stuff going on. The aforementioned Common Rider Wizard Haruto is on the case with his girlfriend. I guess it's his girlfriend. I don't know. Mm, I'm just not, I'm making assumptions.
0: No, uh, Kiomi is. Well, um, I don't want to split because Common Ra- Rider Wizard. Is a it, that that was a Common Rider that was right before God. and Wizard is a fantastic show. Absolutely, okay. it is so far my favorite of all of the Heisei Common Riders. And uh, in order not to spoil it, because Koyomi is a very important part of that series, I'll just say she is very dear to Haruto. But I okay. want okay that I'll just leave it at that because otherwise I'll be saying too much.
1: All right, so so he's there with his dear friend Ka- Kaomi and they they are on the case. They want to figure out like why are all these crazy teacups getting spit out into traffic intersections and everything. And then our other main character that we mentioned before, Space Sheriff Gavin, New Gavin, Geki, he shows up. And he basically is there to confront Haruto and and they basically you know, I mean, this is going to be a lot of the the Shakespeare kind of uh stage directions. It's like I'm gonna explain like they and then they fight a <laughs> you know, period, you know like that that's basically like yeah. you have to watch it or you have to choreograph it yourself, but then they fight. but yeah, Wizard basically gets into a fight with new Gavin, and the the reason why they are at odds with one another is that Space Sheriff Gavin thinks that all these distortions are due to the use of magic and that Wizard, since his powers are magic-based, like, when he gets into the fight with Gavin, you know, they're they're kind of a little bit like the spot from Spider-Man from Marvel Comics where he can make these little portals and different, you know, arms and legs can come out and everything, and and he's also kind of an elemental, it seems like, where he's using, you know, Elements like water, and he's using powers like air. I mean, I assume he uses like earth and fire at some yeah, point the, on the regular show.
0: Yeah, Wizard, his power comes from his magic rings, which is the rings that he puts on each hand, and then his whiz driver, which is his belt, which we flips it to show the different hands. Okay. And so when he says, what, he'll say, like, he'll put on, like, uh, when he reaches into the portal to get the whiz sword gun, I'll give you three guesses as to what it does.
1: Uh, it whizzes, it shoots, and it slices things.
0: Yeah, they're two out of three. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, connect, please. So that's his spell. Please is the magic word that lets his spell go through. Awesome. And he creates the portal to pull through the connect. Or when, or you say he changes forms. He has four main forms, which are flame, land, hurricane, and water. And they're four elementals, and they're different colors, and he has different styles for each one. So yeah, his and his powers are all based on magic. The, each of the rings is carved from a piece of magic stone. Actually, uses mana, just like in Magic: The Gathering, in order to to power all of his spells. <laughs> it's
1: your move. And They're in the middle of this this big fight and everything, and and basically Gavin suspects him of being the cause of a lot of these distortions, even though. Wizard is himself investigating what's going on with these distortions. And in the middle of the fight, there's a building that smashes and, you know, typical kind of superheroic trope, these concrete blocks are plummeting down and there's a mother and a young child and they're about to be crushed by these blocks. And Wizard uses one of his, like, magic abilities, and he kind of gets, like, a Reed Richards stretchy hand and and grabs these people and pulls them out of harm's way. And when New Gavin sees that, you know, he, he sees him save the lives of these people, then, you know, you can see there's some doubt in, uh, into his mind as as how malicious, you know, he, he originally thought that Wizard was. And so he ends up leaving the scene.
0: Hmm. This is, this to me is, I love this fight. As I said, being a big fan of Wizard, I was watching Wizard when this came out, so that is an immediate in for me. And so I, I know who Haruto is, I know what his powers are, I know his style of fighting, I know his personality. So even though I had not seen Space Sheriff Gavin, the movie, okay. I, knew, I knew Haruto couldn't possibly have anything to do with this. And Gavin is such a, you know, kind of straightforward character at this stage of the film that it's easy to understand the conflict. He spells it out. You know, being yeah, a space sheriff, yeah. he's all about law and order, you know. So, and, But this fight is a great showcase for both characters. As you, as, as you said, we get to see a couple of different forms from Wizard. We get to see water, and he uses his liquid spell, where he's able to turn himself into liquid to grab him. And then we see the hurricane form, which I always love in Hurricane. You'll notice that he holds his sword in what we call the improper stance, where basically you think about how you normally hold a sword. Holding it in your hand, uh, you know, you're holding it, and the blade is pointed up okay. in an improper stance, normally used in in knife fighting or short swords. You're holding it so that it's pointed down, like you're slashing backwards.
1: So, so to the layman, he's he's holding it sting style in Dune, where he's like, yeah. I will
0: kill him." Exactly. You know? okay. Yeah, he's holding so, it like Fade in Dune. He, yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. an improper okay. uh, hold. So, but he for Hurricane, he always because in Hurricane, he's always spitting around with the with the wind powers. Okay. But then Gavin gets to shine too. First off, he one of the spells that that wizard uses is bind, which is a, a one that he uses a lot in the show where he makes the chains come out of the different portals to bind the phantom or whoever he's fighting. Okay. And and Gavin slices his way out of it, which is I don't think anybody did that in the show. I can think of like maybe one or two phantoms that were strong enough to do that. Gavin does it without even blinking. I,
1: before I started watching this I did not have I, I had zero experience with space Sheriff Gavin but I think due to us recording this podcast and another upcoming podcast that I will be recording in the future I've been actually catching up on my go kyger and due to that I did end up watching the space sheriff Gavin yep. versus go kyger movie and you know even though it's the original Gavin in that movie in the classic Gavin, he is a badass. Like, oh, yeah. he, he just reminds me of guys like Snake Eyes, even though he's he's a, he's a lawman, but but he he just seems like he's very, very adept. So, I, I mean, I can see, you know, if, if, if he's getting over, you know, I guess it'd be like somebody, well, I don't know, So sometimes they let people break out of Spider-Man's webbing like it's candy, but in my mind, if you break out of Spider-Man's webbing, you must really be you strong. Be strong. You, know, so.
0: you gotta be, you know, like, because you got to be somebody like, you know, Rhino or Venom. Strong,
1: yeah, yeah, you you got to gotta, gotta, gotta have, like, Hulk-level strength and, yeah. and rip that stuff up. So, yeah, yeah, so I, with, obviously it's very impressive.
0: And what's funny, you mentioning the Gokaija vs. Gavin movie, is that one of the things that Gavin, that Gavin uses in that movie, the Z-beam, the Z-laser, which, which they put over as this incredibly strong shot, he, the new Gavin does the same thing to Wizard. And he blasts them with the, with the Z-beam and just lays them out. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny because of the, what they seem to be doing with the, the space sheriffs is that they're older heroes. They all date to the early 80s. So they're not nearly as flashy as, like, especially some of the modern common Riders with their multiple forms and stuff. Right, but they kind of get into that comparing older super robots versus newer. They're less flashy, but their attacks are all incredibly super powerful.
1: Yeah, right. you know?
0: <laughs> it's like you don't want to step to this. <laughs> but but I I thought this is just a great way to start the movie with a lot of action, and but we also get to see Wizard his his strong sense of defending people because his whole purpose that what they what, who Wizard fights in his show is are called phantoms, and phantoms are born when. Certain people with the potential to become phantoms who are called gates, when they give up all hope and give in to despair, when their greatest hope is dashed, the phantom will be born out of them from that despair and they'll be reborn as a monster. So Wizard, he was he was a gate who had a phantom trying to break out of him, but he was strong enough in his will to suppress the phantom. And that's what gives him his magical powers. So he is the last hope. He def- defends the hope of all people everywhere. So his strong sense of justice and him saving the people and ignoring Gavin is right on line for his personality. And it's a great um, way to, again, maybe if you're not watching Common Rider Wizard, you get to know, you know this character and how he thinks right away just from this, this, this fight with Gavin.
1: Yeah, and it seems like you get to know them at a core level pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. at least to understand why they're at odds with one another, but that they're both... They're both decent guys, you know, But they're not, they're they're not meant to be fighting, but it just, it's circumstance, so. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, meanwhile, we are going to what is listed as the third main character in my, my previous description, which is uh, Yoko Usami, who is Go Buster Yellow, and she's there with her little, sort of, droid person. Her buddy-roid. Yeah, so, so, and, um, lettuce. they're on a camping trip. And it looks like she's waiting for her fellow Go-Busters to show up and, you know, just hang out and have fun and everything. But it looks like they're not going to come anytime soon. We'll find out later why. But uh, it looks like they have to cancel on her. And so then all of a sudden this kind of meteorite or comet or whatever it is kind of crashes. And she ends up finding this little amnesiac bird-looking circular robot called Cyclone. That she ends up repairing herself and she brings back online, and th- to me it kind of looks like being a-, a fan of Mobile Suit Gundam. It's kind of like if Haro had a bird face and, and little <laughs> legs. Like that's basically what what this Cyclone thing looks like. Like it's it's kind of a gold sphere shaped thing with a big beak and, you know, sort of cutesy, you know,
0: so. Yeah, definitely a cutesy little robot. You could see this as being it's almost like if Tamagotchi was an actual robot instead of a little LCD yeah. robot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a little bit of Go Buster, not a lot. This was interesting. She she does break one of the cardinal rules of a horror movie: never be the first one to get to the crash site where the meteor landed. <laughs> Guys, check it out! <gasps> but as we're not in a horror movie, she's safe. So yeah, she's fine. I
1: think I think her cuteness like just kind of wipes away the the horror genre from that that yeah. train of thought. I don't even think that occurred to me. I just figured she was she was she was going out there because she was going to be like a you know, a Sentai superhero type. Yeah. You know, that she's, she's got to be first on the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: and, I, and I do like the buddy Roy who saw the lettuce, the, the little rabbit robot who hangs out with her. He he is, he is uh, to me, more memorable than Yoko is in this movie because he's just complaining constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like me, you know, in a lot of sense. So I don't know. The other thing that's funny He's like, is,
1: I don't want to be camping. Like, yeah. like, why don't we go home? I want my, I want my heated, warm comfortable bed
0: and then when they're like do you sure you want to redo that do you know what you're doing and <laughs> what, what's funny they're, they're going camping and, and a friend of mine he was from texas but he had spent quite a lot of time in japan teaching english as a second language to, to japanese and he so he spent quite a lot of time in japan and he told me that his, his all the other teachers like oh come on we're going to go camping this weekend and, you know, he's from, he's from Texas. He's like, I've been camping a few times. You know, I know what it's like. So he's got sleeping bag and camping gear and all that. And he says, so we drive out into the woods, and we hike up a little hill. It's, oh, this is our campsite. And there's a fully furnished cabin with plumbing and electricity <laughs> and satellite TV and a phone. It's like, this kind of camping, I can get behind here. So, and cool. if you see, when they're, when they're out, when um, Usada Lettuce and Yoko are, are, she's talking on the phone, he's grilling the kebabs. Yes. If you look behind them there's a cabin. There's a ca- yeah. that's a fully furnished cabin back there. <laughs> like, she's probably ca- it's, I don't know what you're complaining
1: about here. She's, she's got her Sony LCD. She's got yeah. her, all kinds of stuff back there. Yeah. Like,
0: I'm gonna go watch superhero time. That's what I'm gonna do. And then we're so, gonna watch a game show where they try to guess what's in people's refrigerators. I thought you guys were only going camping for a few days. This is enough gear to outfit a whole city.
1: What?
0: It's just the necessities. A TV. wish we were going to watch Supercross tomorrow?
1: You're not supposed to watch the Supercross, Dustin. That's why it's called roughing it. Yeah, well, if man was meant to rough it, why did he invent portable generators? Just get in the van before I change my mind. Thanks for giving us a ride, huh? No problem. I wouldn't miss seeing you guys in the wild for the world. Plus, this way, I know how to find you when things go horribly wrong. Come on, we're highly trained ninjas. What could happen? Once Cyclone is repaired, he basically unyields the revelation that bad people are trying to take over the universe. So you know, I guess she can make of that what she will. But obviously, they they know something something arises going on at the Circle K in Japan. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not any good because the the little bird circle robot has has told them so. And then we end up cutting back to. New Gavin, Geki, who is basically explaining to the original Space Sheriff Gavin, who's now been promoted to commander, that Wizard's magic didn't really, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't think he was a bad guy, dude, like, and, you know, so there's that, that kind of, you know. Damn it, Jacanetti, you know <laughs> type of thing going on with the you know, the original Gavin. You know, he's like he's like Commander, you know, basically wants Geki to hunt down Wizard, and he also mentions another writer called Beast, common writer Beast, because they're both magic users, and he's like, You gotta take these guys out. You know, like this is I mean, it we, we don't really know why yet, but I mean, you know, to him it's it's it is serious. Like, he's like, These guys need to go down. We need to get them. And even with all this kind of heated discussion going on, it's his superior. You know, Geki still is, he's refusing, you know, and he says, no, I don't, I don't think this is the right way to go. And then he's relieved of his space sheriff status. So we've only seen him in action for a few minutes. and It's already like, you're off the case. Yeah. You're no good, you know, like, so, so it's kind of interesting. you know, Well, like, what's
0: funny is that Shelly, who is Gavin's assistant, she makes a comment, oh, he got fired again.
1: So so he does this often.
0: Yes, right? when you if you watch Space Sheriff Govin the movie, he has a very similar sort of thing with the it's not with with Retsu, the original Gavin It's with the chief, it's with the head of all the space
1: sheriffs. Oh, okay. So For he space... basically it's like it's like Commissioner Gordon is is firing Evan for, like, the fifth time or whatever. Right,
0: so he's, so he's like, oh, he gets fired again, because apparently this is a very common thing for him. <laughs> this is, I, I like this because, you know, it, it, again, it gives you more idea about his character, that, you know, he's he's headstrong, and, again, he's, he's believe, strong belief in, in justice, and it's like, just because you guys think that it, I let me investigate it, you know, and he can't quite convince them because they, we don't know, why? I mean, we eventually find out why they're so eager to just find someone to to try and stop this. I also right. like because this brings in Sheravan and Shader. It's, it's Rye, who is the new Sheravan, who kept, takes over the case. Sheravan being the the red of the three space sheriffs. For those who may not be as familiar the, with them,
1: the one that is described as a candy wrapper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's very well, well. We'll get to that in a minute, but that's very funny, and I'll explain why that amuses me so much.
1: Okay. In a okay. Well, you know, in the meantime, like you know, this is this is kind of a frenetic film. You know, there's like, there's yeah. lots
0: of cuts there's back. No real downtime, there's, there's, even there's, even when people are just talking, things are going on. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, you got your 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 A, B, C, and they're all kind of the main plot. There 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 are no subplots because you're dealing with. You know IPs that are well known, I guess, to the the audience that's that's viewing them. But so we're now we're now back in the the Common uh, Rider A plot, which is you know Wizard is fighting Shocker troops. Which yes. of course uh, that uh, that was the point. I, I know you said you're in was was Common Rider Wizard because you had seen it. Now yeah. just just pulling back the veil as far as my intimacy and knowledge of these properties. I hadn't seen anything before I watched this and I don't mind because I love watching like team up movies and and kinda stuff like this, you know, because I I enjoy it. But this was the first moment where I was like, I I know what a shocker troop is, like I've seen this, you know. So I was kind of all excited and everything. And what what's kinda funny though is they are actually reborn. As Space Shocker. yeah. You know? Shocker! Yeah, so, and, and, and apparently they're led by the, the space squid devil in this scene. Yeah,
0: who is so, from Kamen Rider V3, I want to say. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, uh, all of the Space Shocker troops are classic Showa-era Kamen Rider enemies. You had said you watched a portion of the original Kamen Rider. I have as yeah. well two of my early favorites, Scorpion Man and Geki Cactus. Are both part of this crew that are hanging out okay. with uh, Space Squid Devil, Space yeah, Devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Scorpion, man, that dude dissolved people. Geez, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they
0: didn't mess around back in the show era. <laughs> no,
1: no, definitely not. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, w- I was watching, I was watching some of that Ultraman Leo the other day, and and I saw guys getting eviscerated and cut yeah. in half, Luke. So yeah, they didn't mess around.
0: I I love this with Wizard fighting Shocker because part of it is that Wizard kind of fights. More like the original Kamen Rider, like using his bike to fight the the, the Shocker combat troops. Okay, yeah, and stuff you know, and just seeing Wizard seeing this modern Heisei Rider fighting the old school, hey! you know, Shocker guys. Yeah, oh, you oh, know, you know, I
1: was gonna say like I don't know if you've ever seen the show or not, or if anybody's you know has seen this show, but one variety show that I really loved, you know, sketch comedy show was MTV's The State. Yes. And and all I can think of whenever the Shocker guys do their like ee! noise <laughs> is there's a skit where they all dress up as sea monkeys but it's like the guy comes over and the joke of the skit is like they're like, your sea monkeys, they're huge, because they're all people-sized, you know? And he's like, well, look, I'm going out of town. Can you please babysit, you know, watch my sea monkeys? And he's like, I didn't even know they grew that big. You know, mine, I just flushed down the toilet. You know, <laughs> and, everything. and they're always like, yay, wee, And then all of a sudden the guy goes on his vacation, and the, the sea monkeys are like, you did what to your sea monkeys?
0: You know, and then they're all angry
1: and everything. But, like, that's all I can think of with the Shocker troops, because they have that kind of like, yay.
0: But they're all gonna
1: kill people, you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, here they are! are.
1: Aren't they cute? Okay, I'm just gonna make sure the garage is locked. Uh, You know, you're right, they are kind of cute. You did what to your sea monkeys?
0: I, I spilled them. It was an accident. I was I was little. Not as little as they were. <laughs> Be a shame if somebody spilled you, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it. I'll see you in two weeks, Dad. Uh,
1: uh, listen, listen. I didn't know sea monkeys talked. <laughs> talk? They never talk. They sing sometimes. Are you going to
0: Scarborough Fair? Oh my gosh! I forgot my sideburns. <laughs> We talked on the Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends show about you mentioned the curse of figure of uh team building. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What they have made SH Figure Arts released a shocker combat troop SH Figure Arts. So what's worse than team building?
1: Army building
0: Army building at thirty dollars a pop. We call that NSFW not safe for wallet.
1: You're gonna be uh, you you will not be going
0: wee after you
1: <laughs> buy like fifteen combat shocker troops or Yeah, that.
0: you get you will be you'll be you'll be doing that till you get your Visa bill <laughs>
1: <laughs> Then you're gonna be like no mm. uh, books down uh, <laughs> so, so, basically, the end result of this, this combat, this fight, is that he gets sent Common Rider Wizard through another space distortion, and he ends up in this huge stadium where he is dueling... I don't know if we. I, I think they say this when when yeah. he finally duels, but it's basically it's it's Kyo Ryuga Red. So Ryuga. Yo, so that's that's who he ends up yeah. dueling with. They they get into kind of a pissing contest almost, and and well, they're about yeah. to fight.
0: So and part of the part of that is the. I think it's you Red is how they say it. that it's the hardest friggin' team to pronounce. The, the, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they said, "Oh, I was, I was watching GoBusters versus uh, I'll just say Dino Charge." It's like, yeah, that's <laughs> Busters versus Dino Charge. But his uh, his uh, you I can't even say it. Dino Charge Red. It, his 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 nickname is King. And in fact, he said that's why they call me a King because he's so brave. You know, that's what his teammates call him. They call him King. When I what I this this is interesting because we get kind of a little introduction to the kyo here. And I'm trying to remember, I think either their show had just started or was just about to start when this movie debuted, I want to say. I don't really remember exactly. I feel
1: like that's, I mean, I, I don't know that I've watched enough Super Sentai, but I feel like that's kind of a, like, mini tradition, because I feel like when yep. I just watched the Gavin versus Gokaiger, it was like the, the Go Busters show up for, like, yep. two minutes to be like, hey, yo, we got a new show? Yep. Everybody make sure to watch it. All yeah, right, they, thank you, know, you. Now continue with the movie. You know? Yeah,
0: they they do a tease like that. The last two episodes of Wizard, for instance, involve uh, Gaim is brought into them, and that's where we first are introduced to Gaim. Is in the last two episodes of Wizard, he makes kind of an extended cameo. Okay. So, but what I what the, the my main takeaway from this is again just to the personalities of these two. King is is very enthusiastic and eager to duel this new arrival, but Haruto completely outclasses him. <laughs> it's like in every every move King makes, Haruto's got a counter for it. Is what it seems like to me. It's like, yeah, he's a, he's a little more serious about his task than you are. I think.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, they are they are the new kids on the block, so you would you would think that that preference would go to to the more experienced.
0: And, you know, and Haruto life, is so. a more serious guy than yeah. And, and yeah. King is you know fun loving adventurers. Haruto is like I said, the last hope you know
1: <laughs> but you know so so fanboys can endlessly argue over what would have really happened <laughs> Ikari guy a.k.a. Gokai
0: Silva. Oh,
1: I love I Gokai Silver. <laughs> Interrupts the duel. So, yeah, and, th- and then this was my, my second moment besides the Shocker troops where I was like, I know that guy! I know him! You know, so I was all excited. So he basically stops them from fighting. Then we end up cutting back to the original Gavin, the commander, and then Geki. And at this point, this is kind of what you alluded to earlier, basically, the commander is going to turn over his assignment now that he's been stripped of his rank, basically, and they're going to turn it over to Sheravan, who basically, he he ends up having to sort of bypass... Geki's, like trade federation blockade or whatever because yeah. they got the ships and everything and he's like, no, you got to give me some more time and he's like, you know, <laughs> he's basically like, no, we got to get to Naboo and feed Jar Jar and the kids and he just kind of runs right past them and, and kind of, you know, messes up his ship a little bit.
0: The Sher- Sheravan's pretty pretty neat again because he's he's much more. Uh... You know, Gavin, especially as Gekki, seems to go with his gut. He seems to be that kind of police stereotype character. Whereas Sheravan and not about a couple of weeks ago, they released the Sheravan Next Generation V Cinema, which is a short, like, hour-long film okay. or starring film for Sheravan. And he is he's very much the very logical, ordered detective. You know, he bases everything. The probability is that if I do this, and then I do this, I can disarm the suspect and the hostage will survive. You know, okay. like he know, he knows all the odds. He knows all the math. And so his journey that he makes through his film is to, to rely more on instinct, not necessarily on the probability. Okay. But he acts very much like that here, where he knows, okay, the probability is that it's wizard, so I'm going to shut him down, and you can't stop me from getting to complete my mission. You know? Yeah. And I, and I like, again, that we get the, the two space sheriffs that ostensibly all are on the same team, that they're, you know, they, they have different degrees with which that they're willing to go, you know, and that Gavin really believes that, you know, this is the wrong angle, but Sheravan is, you know, he he's agrees with the rest of the the command structure, you know. Yeah. I thought that was neat to get a little conflict on the same sort of, from the two guys from the same. Yeah, it's not, it's
1: not necessarily the different properties that are, fighting one another. There's also some some internal squabbling as well. So yeah. Yeah. so we we also end up cutting back to Go Buster Yellow. And she is dealing with another person who I was like, I know that dude, I know that dude. Well, I guess it's the space version of, of the, the character, but it's it's a foe that I think the common writer, the first common writer fought. I think in the first episode, it was Space Spider Man. Space
0: Spider Man, yes. You
1: know, and so like I, I remember watching those episodes, thinking like, all right, he, he's fighting Spider Man, and I think he fights like Batman, and then I'm yep. like, is he, what is he going to fight next? Aquaman? Like <laughs> I'm like, well, who's coming going to fight next? Anyway, so so space spider-man shows up he's got some more shocker troops and everything and then we find out why red and blue go buster were not at the you know the campsite it was because they were actually working the case too and they 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 basically come to help go buster yellow and there's some some battles that go on with the characters that you were mentioning before but the ultimate result of that fight is Red and Blue get sucked into another one of these little magical dimensional portals instead of Go Buster Yellow, which, you know, by default, I mean, we've already been introduced to her. We know she's the main character, but she now is solidified as the, the, the Super Sentai main character, basically, at this
0: point. Yep, yep. What I like about this is, again, I, I've only watched a little bit of Go Busters, but I really like this just because it, it's a good showcase for them. For someone, again, I'm not super familiar with them, to see kind of how they fight and the way their powers work. Yeah. When I watched this movie for the first time, it was with my, my buddy Joe, whom I mentioned on the Daimajin episode of Earth, Destruction Directive. Okay. He's, a, he's an old-school you know, Power Rangers fan. He loves all the tokusatsu stuff as well. So we're sitting there watching He's never watched any Go-Busters. So when they go to do their, their transformation... It's Moffin' time. <laughs> Let's muffin. And he's like, "Did they just say?" I'm like, "Yes, they did." <laughs> like, like
1: little little reverse influence there yeah. for the Go-Busters, Yeah, yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of little. Their their meek robots are actually called Zords. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a, there, there's a lot of kind of ref, Power Ranger references in GoBusters, which is just it's just kind of hilarious. That then Saban is skipping it. You'd think it'd be the perfect one for them to adapt, but they're skipping it. So. Well, you know, that's
1: that's probably typical. It's like one of these things where you're like, hey, we got the perfect one for you to skip it.
0: Skip it. <laughs> we need more dinosaurs. We can't sell this. That's, that's actually the reason I'm... As far as, that that's what I've heard the reason is, is that they didn't want to try that. Apparently, the Go-Busters toys didn't really turn them on, but the big dinosaurs from Kyo Ruger did.
1: So, speaking of Super Sentai, we are cutting back to Gokai Silva! <laughs> yeah, so he he basically is revealing to our our cast of, of uh, conflicted characters, you know, he's saying, hey, look, the real culprits behind all the the misuse of magic is, you know, is Space Shocker, you know, and that's why they're being attacked by guys like the Space Squid Devil and the Space Spider-Man and everything, and Geki, Gavin, basically shows up, and, you know, Gokai Silver's trying to mediate, you know, he's trying to have Gavin explain why the Space Sheriffs were after Wizards, so they're all on the same page, and then Kamen Rider Beast shows up. hmm and 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 basically the, now they're all on the same page basically he's like look i'm sorry i suspected you but the, you know basically magic users were our prime suspects and that's why i had come after you and everything yeah. and and they even when he does the backstory this is why i kind of said like this situation for the the space sheriffs is is super serious because the distortions going on—it's not just the teacups and the kind of space divers popping up in the bathhouse, where like, whoops, uh, yeah. wacky comedy. Like, if that's all that was going on, it's like the comedy of Thor: The Dark World, and it's like, <laughs> Oops. Uh, you know, it's like that paint bucket that Bulk was going to drop on Jason—you know—drops on Bulk instead. You know, it's like that's basically <laughs> like what was happening in the opening scene, but in, in these scenes, basically, the distortions are kind of, you know, like. Like Krypton level events yeah. where, you know, planets are appearing in front of one another and they're both colliding and, and cities are being like vaporized and everything because, you know, spaceships are, you know, instead of flying through, you know, the, you know, atmosphere, they're actually crashing into the, the you know, planet's crust. You basically at that point, I mean, if if you were the type of person to be like, "God damn cops,
0: and sheriffs,
1: messing with my common riders," you know, and you're all mad and everything, like at this point, you're, you you kind of got to be like, "Come on, dude, they they have a point." Like, yeah, like millions of people are getting obliterated on these planets. Like, they if they have a suspect, they they at least have to look into it, you know. Yeah. Like, so so that's that's basically and 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 Geki kind of is trying to sell his point as. You know, he, he apologizes, and he knows that there's no proof that Wizard and Beast were behind it and everything. So he, he's trying to sort of, you know, make it up to them and, and yeah. sort of apologize and everything.
0: This, this is a really cool scene, even though there's no real action here, just from the different personalities. Because Guy, Gokai Silver, GOKAI SILVER, he is like the Super Sentai fanboy that's been transplanted onto the screen. Because he knows everybody's, everybody's hero name before they tell him. Yes. And he's a huge And you can tell he's a fan. That's what his whole character, even if you've never seen Gokaija, you know that's his whole shtick, yeah. is that he's this super fanboy. And then you got the two, the two guys trying to out-serious each other with Haruto and Geki. I'm serious, I'm more serious (laughs) But then uh, There's a little bit of comic relief here I absolutely love this because he says Some magic user is working with them And from off screen Kosuke, Common Rider Beast walks up and goes That would be me No, I'm just kidding, I have no idea what's going on I like how he's like Dude, that's not, that's unfunny. <laughs> that's not, that's <laughs> because not cool. Beast's uh, shtick is, he's he's a little, he still uses magic, but his magic is a little bit different because he has an ancient phantom living inside of him. Because he found the, they call him, on, on Wizard, they call Wizard the, the ring-bearing wizard, and they call Beast the ancient wizard. Because he found his beast buckle and his rings in a cave. He was an archaeology, archaeological student. And he found them in a cave dig. So they're this ancient power source that he's tapped into, but he's he's kind of a he's kind of a goofball guy. He kind of just wanders around, sets up camp, and is always eating. And he's always putting mayonnaise on stuff. In fact, I think they make they use they he puts mayonnaise on something later on in the film. I think so. Him making that joke, he's kind of a he he's like he's not really a serious guy, but he's not really a goofball. But he, that's the kind of joke he would make, and it, it just it cracks me up. But the first you're like, what beast is working with? No, okay.
1: <laughs> so so now now you have to reveal because everybody's been patiently waiting. Like, wh- why does Sharivan getting called a candy wrapper? Because that's that's what Beast refers to him as. He's like, hey guys, I know we're all into this big deep talk and everything, but there's a guy who looks like a candy wrapper that <laughs> did it right for us. You know, so so the, the, why uh, why does that make you crack up uh, more so than than it would the average uh, watcher?
0: Because of the because of the ancient phantom that's inside of Beast, he is constantly has to eat he's always hungry and he always has to then consume the magic of the phantoms he defeats to feed the beast inside of him who's a chimera It's it's a chimera is what they call him in the in the in japanese so he's always eating most of the time we see him he's grilling meat and eating it or he's got a sandwich or he's eating donuts he's always eating so it's very,
1: it's Freudian. He wishes that Sheriff was a giant Hershey's kiss for him to eat, pretty yeah, much, and, right? and to the
0: fact that if he's a phantom, he's going to eat him. He's going to consume his magical energy. But uh, when, uh, at, as we saw at the beginning, Wizards, his his catchphrase is, it's showtime. Well, Beast rubs his belly and goes, it's lunchtime!
1: Lunch. <laughs> wow. So, so that's, this,
0: that's a big candy-looking guy here. It's like, hmm.
1: <laughs> so, so again, we're, we're going to go back to the Shakespeare stage directions, and then they fight. They fight. But basically, it, this time it's, it's Sheravan versus Wizard, Beast, and Gorkai
0: <laughs>
1: So, So it's three on one. Sheravan's still kicking their ass. He is. He is. He's a he he for Hershey's kiss that's covered in the red foil he's he's holding his own yep. and and gecky basically is he, he wants to join in the fun and everything but now that he's been cut off basically he cannot access his combat suit because yep. he's he's no longer a space sheriff and everything but Geki is convincing wizard like look man like sheravan thinks he's doing the right thing like hes you know people who are both on the side of justice shouldn't be wasting their time fighting one another like we have gotta solve this a different way and so they basically run off to the train tracks and Sherivan is going after them and then right at that moment shocker troops start popping through another dimensional portal and Sherivan is distracted by the shocker troops and our heroes basically are running the other way and everything Sherivan kind of quickly dispatches all these shocker goons and everything, and then at that point, Gavin or Geki goes through the portal before it closes, and he basically kind of has a moment with Sheravan where he's like, look, I'm going through the portal, I'm going to find out what's really going on.
0: Yeah. It, it, the interesting thing here is, again, seeing Wizard try to protect Geki because he has no powers, you know, and trying to keep him from going in and trying to talk to him and say, think about what you got to do. You know, because he's 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 a hothead. You know, he's hot-tempered. He, he yeah. wants in on this fight. So you can't do that right now. You know, some, you know, sometimes you don't you don't need to be really super high dramatic when you you operate your drama on a very kind of psychologically basic level, which works for these kinds of stories. You know, because really the action is more the more the the draw than the the characterization or, or anything else. So here, just getting that little bit more of insight into how hot-headed this guy is, and that he's got to think and do, you know, go about this the right way. Think about how you can help now, you know? And I just, and it's, it's, it's again, it's a cool fight, again, because you get to see my, one of my favorite tropes of the tokusatsu medium, the abandoned warehouse district, where all fights take place. Yes. Inevitably down by either the docks or the rail yards.
1: And and it and it is a lovely rail yard. It's it's, it's beautiful with all the trains and everything. See,
0: I, I don't mind the abandoned warehouse district. The only time I really minded it was on Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, <laughs> where they were on a space station.
1: Why does the
0: space station have abandoned warehouses? I've yet to figure that out.
1: It's the same reason why you can have snow in Tron Legacy or whatever. You know, it just What's drives digital me crazy. Snow.
0: Somebody's running. Somebody's running the vacuum cleaner next to the old TV. That's all. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> it,
1: it all drives us crazy. Like you're like, well, well and, and then in Tron they had those docks with the water too, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, are are you sure you want the docks? You're like, you're in space. But I I, I imagine that that was like a a Gundam-level colony with a bunch of warehouse docks and (laughs) and water and birds and suns, even though there's no sun. But, yeah, whatever. I guess one of the bigger reveals now is what Geki finds out, and he finds out that this magic, all the, the offending magic use, is coming from not only space shocker, but from a common writer, black nemesis named Shadow Moon, and a guy that they're calling the Strategist Raider from the Space Crime Syndicate Mado, which yeah. comes from the Space Sheriff franchise. I, I don't want to offend anybody who who loves Gavin and Space Sheriff, but man, Raider looks like a freaking conehead, like.
0: Well, like, you know, it was I I want to say Al was from Sheravan, which okay. so was 1981, 1982. So, it's the 80s, you know.
1: It's the 80s. <laughs> I, I it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, like they they couldn't have cleaned up the where the head meets the the, the well, you know, giant they, they, noggin. or They were trying like,
0: trying to keep it authentic,
1: They are keeping it real. Okay.
0: I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping <laughs> it real. My my note here, first off, I love love the Genmu Fortress. Showing up, that is so friggin' cool because that was, you know, the the Dow. They were an interdimensional crime syndicate, and they had their fortress, and they were trying to always bring the fort, the fortress, into out of Genmu space into the real world. So that's friggin' cool. But my note, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna curse here. I don't curse a lot of my shows, but I have to curse here. No, no we're, we're
1: we're a total curse show. You can yeah. do it like 17 times here. And it's well.
0: My notes, all in caps, takes up a whole line of my sheet of paper. Holy shit! It's Shadow Moon, (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly what I yelled when I first was watching this movie. Because Shadow Moon is in *Kamen Rider Black*. The basic gist of that is that Black and Shadow Moon are both created by this cult, and Black's name for the cult from the cult is Black Sun. So Black Sun and Shadow Moon are what are called the Century Kings. Okay? And the Century Kings are destined to fight each other for a hundred years and decimate the Earth to bring about the rise of the ancient god that this cult worships. So, this is one bad mother, you know? <laughs> this is a bad dude, to the point that he not he survives and comes back in Black Rx. And, 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 they, and they fight more in Black Rx, so as soon as Shadow Moon showed up, I was like, "Oh yeah, they're they're hitting me right in the Common Rider fanboy nads here." <laughs>
1: so, so I'm assuming that that Shadow Moon's chronology, like this is, in terms of of the Common Rider shows you mentioned, this is all post those shows as well. Yes, right? well, they,
0: well, all okay. the remember all the Space Shocker guys are pretty much resurrected. Okay. okay. So th- this is this is Shadow Moon brought back to life.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah
0: but yeah. just seeing that I was like oh my god then then they brought in Raider I'm like okay that makes more sense that he'd be the big bad of something involving the space sheriffs and everyone but it's like but man how cool would it be if Shadow Moon was the big bad of this whole thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that I I like this stuff because it, it we're we're getting into the movie now we're getting the the you know who the bad guys are we've we've really dug deep on some of this stuff bringing back the you know the crime syndicate Madow, you know so it's I'm I'm really enjoying this at this point. I'm, I yeah, I know. mean, it,
1: it sounds like to me it, they they succeed where Shredder fails basically because I was always like, dude, Shredder, if it almost worked, if you yeah. almost got all the turtles with that one plan, like. Why not try it again? <laughs> just try it one more time. If you were if you were just an inch away, like, yeah. if you're just a millimeter away the last time, just try it one more time, and maybe it'll work that second time, you know? This time, and don't so,
0: let Bebop and Rocksteady near the controls, you know? You know,
1: and then, <laughs> and then it'll be all good, you know? Like, so, because cause th- it sounds like they're still stuck on that, we're bringing the Genmu Fortress to Earth, and we're yeah. going to consume <laughs> reality and everything. And yep. it seems like the catch is they, they want to obtain... Go Buster Yellow's new robot buddy, Cyclone. So that seems like that's part of their, their master plan and everything. Yep. And in the meantime, man, Geki is getting his ass beat yeah. by all these guys, with these shocker troops and everything. But, of course, to be fair, he doesn't have his, his combat suit and everything. But he's getting yep. his ass beat. And then Ikari Guy, who is disguised as a shocker trooper, saves him. Yep. And they run into some, I assume, like maybe metal... Villains?
0: I, I don't know. Believe it or not, they run into Groundine and Skydine. Okay. And Groundine and Skydine are two characters from Common Rider Forza. Okay. And Forza was a Common Rider series which was before Wizard. Okay. And we see Forza later in the film. They are part of the what they call called the Space Iron Men. And they are an homage to an old one-off show called Space Iron Men Kyodine. Which was a show from, I want to say, the mid 70s. It was a Hawaii show that they, they'd only, they never only made one season of it. And so, Groundine and Skydine are based on the two main characters from that show, who also were based on a jet and a tank. Okay. And they, they, I want to say they were both brothers and not sister and brother, brother and sister oh, like okay. Ground Groundine okay. and Skydine. But they, they are characters from Forza that were, again, they, were, they ended up being killed off in that series, but now are resurrected. I really li- I didn't know who they were when I first saw them. I assumed like you did that they were metal hero bad guys. But they I really like I dug them for their appearance here. You know, they're they're that 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 brother and sister act, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think now that you mention it cuz I was I was trying to review for this before we started and I was going through some of the old threads on a board that we all frequent and everything. And now that you mentioned that, I sort of remember somebody posting a picture with the the classic 70s show next to the you know the current look for the the space Iron Man for yeah. like ground dine and sky dine and everything so so yeah that that totally just triggered a visual recall in my mm-hmm. mind I guess Geki and Guy at this point are gonna fight the dine siblings and of course Akari Guy can turn into Gokai
0: Silva <laughs> you
1: know but Geki cannot turn into Space Sheriff Gavin. But that doesn't stop him from saving Skydyne because there's a stray blast that basically opens this like space vacuum almost. And so kind of like slightly indebted, it, it, you know, it, the sister's kind of like, aren't we going to go and like murder them? And, <laughs> you know, the, the brother's kind of like, no, let's let's hold off on that. Let's let's come back to it later. So, it seems like they're a little, he's a little indebted. He's like, well, you, you saved my sister, so I won't kill you right this minute, you know, yeah. type thing. And then Gokai Silver and Gavin Gecki come back through a portal, and it's kind of like they're, like, I don't know, falling, you know, almost. And And now they're... Let's see. Oh, okay. And then they're back to rescue Go Buster, Yellow, and Cyclone from all the Shocker troops that are there. Yep. And again, Shakespeare directions. You know, they fight, but but also <laughs> kind of pulling a, a Predator, Common Rider, Beast kind of is is you know in his invisibility mode or whatever, yep. and 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 kind of reveals himself and also aids in in the whole group getting away.
0: Yeah, one of Beast's his because uh, his power that he can use instead of changing forms. He does eventually get a hyper form, but instead of changing forms, he gets different animals that he can make into a cloak on his right shoulder. And one of them is Camellio, and Camellio lets him be invisible like a chameleon, and then he can whip the tongue out, okay. basically like we see him doing in here. And I, feel, I, feel, I forget who I what are you, a chameleon? He goes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, this, we get to see a little bit of, of Beast showing off. His powers, and we get into the what Thomas DJ calls the fighty fighty run run aspect of the film. Now, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, yeah, I'm right there, yeah. And and they they actually after they do the fighty fighty and they get to the run run, <laughs> they they end up regrouping at this antique
0: shop, I guess. That is the kind of the Bat Cave of Common Rider Wizard. That's where everybody hangs. Okay, out.
1: okay. I I'm thinking maybe is it is it more like the magic shop for Buffy? No, like, cause, it's cause they're well, magic.
0: Uh, I've never watched Buffy, so you'll have to excuse me. But it basically, that's the Pops, the old man there. He is the one. He takes the magic stones and carves them into the rings for Haruto. Okay. The the policewoman there, Rinko, she was the first gate that Haruto saved in the series, and she became his ally. And then the the goofy guy, he was either the second or third gate, and he became his kind of big devoted fan and, and ally and apprentice.
1: Okay, so basically you, that's, he, he owes him a Wookiee life debt,
0: basically? Uh, yeah, but he, he also kind of idolizes Haruto because he always wanted to have magic, so Haruto has actual magic. Okay. But, okay. So that, that's where all they all hang out when they're, you know, regrouping or figuring out what to do or nothing's going on yet on, on Wizard is this antique shop.
1: So it's a, it's a good place to give us at least a little breather in between all the fighty-fighty. The you know? Yes, indeed. So, so, and, and I guess we get into almost the, uh, kind of a serious moral dilemma here, because at this point, you know, Geki is basically saying maybe the only option is for the space sheriffs to use the super-dimensional cannon to wipe out the the big phantasm castle and take out the the Madu and the Space Shocker and and just everybody but i guess the moral dilemma in that is that means that the earth is going to be sacrificed yeah and of course this is totally unacceptable to Ikari guy who basically just punches Geki in the face. (laughs) There's there's all kinds of super drama going on, you know? And, you know, it's like, do you really think that? You know, and and Geki has to take off and everything. And then Geki ends up meeting with Sheravan in his, I guess, civilian mode and everything. And he gets him to delay the strike with the super dimensional cannon for another hour, but this is not before they punch each other in the face for good yeah. measure. It's like it'd be like you know me and Luke are just having a conversation. I'd be like, "Hey, man, how you doing today? Do you want to do the podcast?" And then Luke punches me, and then i would be like, "I really <laughs> want to do the podcast, Luke, and then I punch him. you know it's like it's just kind of ridiculous. You're like, "Wait, wait, wait calm down guys like
0: it's, it's like a it's like a Jack Kirby Stanley War comic from the sixties. There's so much testosterone throwing around here. <laughs> we have to just punch each other. That's the only way we can shake hands.
1: That's, that's, that's how we that's how we communicate with one another. We punch each other in the face. That's the only way we can get through to the other the other person, you know. So, but but you know, it's it's going to be delayed. So that's that's good news. Yeah. I was going
0: to say the, the bit in Remnants, which is the name of the store, between Gokai Silva and, and Geki is great. Yeah, because yeah. he and he and and he makes a guy makes a great point. Because, again, if you've seen Space Sheriff Gavin, the movie, you know that Geki is a human from Earth. Yeah. He was an astronaut that ended up being lost in space, and then picked up by the galactic police and became the new Gavin. And, and Guy was the only member of the Gokaigus who was from Earth. Yeah. The Gokaijas were all space pirates. But he makes a point, he goes, they weren't from Earth and they gave everything to save this planet. You're from Earth, and you're willing to let it be destroyed. It's like, how can you do that? You're supposed to be a a spaceship. You're supposed to help everyone.
1: I'm like, I I, I feel like my my grumpy, pessimistic side is like, see, he's from Earth.
0: Of course he wants to
1: let it go to hell. (laughs) Because he knows what goes on. Those space pirates don't know nothing. They're just like, Christmas?
0: This is awesome. But
1: anyway, I guess at this point, like, they have overheard Go Buster Yellow, Gokai Silver, and Kamen Rider Beast have overheard the, you know, Geki's plan that he's made with Sheravan and everything, so... At this point, Gokai Silver's faith, I think, in in Geki is is redeemed, and he's all happy, and he kind of runs off. He's like, "I'm gonna go get all the
0: heroes. Like, we're yeah, gonna. I, I
1: not only am I gonna get them, I know all their names. Yes, I know, know like,
0: all the. I'm gonna go get some help, and he gets everyone.
1: He gets everybody. <laughs> so, so he's like, hey, "I'm gonna go get." Everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, Go Buster Yellow and Common Rider Beast now are joining Geki in this sort of last-ditch effort to sort of invade the Gemnu dimensions and everything. But it's it's kind of, I don't know, I, I was going to compare it, like, not, not strictly speaking, but it's kind of like Dante's Inferno, where they have to, like, sort of go through all these different scenes and scenic, places and all these different portals to get where they need to go. And yeah. kind of like, you know, the end of G.I. Joe the movie or the end of, like, the Pride of the X-Men pilot, it's like as they go, you know, everybody sort of gets paired off yep. with certain bad guys. So yeah, exactly. at this point at this point in my notes, it basically says lots of cameos and the Shakespeare direction is <laughs> they fight. But basically I kind of broke it down into some lists and we'll just go one by one and then you know we can we can comment on the, the specific instances and everything but you know starting out the first person to sort of get slowed down or the first guy to be like okay go on i can handle this yeah. <laughs> is is common rider b's and he tells the other two to move on and everything. And Space Shocker is there, and Space Spider-Man is there, so he's got to deal with all these guys and everything. And he's getting assistance from Live Man, Ginga Man, Gekki Ranger, and then Common Rider Amazon, and oh, Common I'm Rider... Sorry.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, How, what was that? Amazon.
1: <laughs> See, that's I. I don't watch the show, so but so that's mean, why. <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like, I can't. I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Well, what's what's great, and, and I, I talked over you, but besides Common Writer, Amazon, also Common Writer Habiki. Yeah, I, I love after Amazon jumps in screaming, Amazon Habiki just runs up and goes Habiki. <laughs> it's like if you ever go sup. You know that that a big to. too. Like I
1: don't, I don't have time for your got time shit. For your
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to light some shit up. Let's get on with this. Like, what yeah. I love about this, and we'll see this as in the next grouping as well. These are all animal themes. So beast, okay. who is you know where has the lion on his chest, and when he when he you know when he morphs, he goes L I O N LION. You know, so you got the change man who have a, an animal motif. Okay. The, the Ginga Man, who have the, the they're called the Star Beast, a hundred Star Beast Ginga Man, or so Star Beast Gingaman. Man, they have an animal motif. The Gecky Ranger, okay, you know, they draw their powers from the jungle cats,
1: and then you know? obviously like Amazon, yeah, Amazon so. and Habiki,
0: they all have okay. animal themes. So that it's all the animal themed guys all fighting together. I thought that was just I, I at first it was like oh Live Man, that's an interesting choice, and then it's like oh the Ginga Man, that's cool, and then the Gecky Ranger, was like oh wait a minute, they're doing something here. I guess I guess it, I I guess it, it must
1: so. be like that that scene in I was watching Go Kyger and I think they had Ninja Man on the show and they all transform and they're like what do we all have in common and he's like let me think about it and he's like you're all lions you know or whatever yeah so like that kind of thing that you know you gotta sit there and like take notice of your surroundings and everything
0: and and then a good fight just because we get all their everyone looks everyone fights the way they're supposed to you know I know that sounds ridiculous. But if you've watched any of the Power Rangers shows or maybe the Super Sentai with these, you know that the uh, Geki Rangers, they have a very specific martial arts style of fighting. You know, Amazon is, he's, of the original Kamen Riders, he was the one outlier because he was not uh, a cybernetic, he was all organic. So he fights like a wild animal, all his, and his, you know, he's called Jaguar, all his Jaguar style attacks and stuff. And then the Gingaman. Man. They all fight like their animal style, so Blue runs like an ape because he was the gorilla, was his spirit animal and all that. So it's like, oh, this, this is just a great fight. Another abandoned warehouse for them to destroy as they go along as well. Yes. And Habiki uh, with his fire, just lighting shit on fire, and he just lights like his, not nunchucks, but he's got like the battle sticks, like Mockingbird uses, uh, the, the right, Eskrima right. Those, sticks.
1: Yeah, the Eskrima. That's Eskrima, that's it.
0: Eskrima, I got a case of Eskrima once, I had to go see the doctor. <laughs> Oh, they drink a lot of water. But anyway, so he, you know, he, and again, Hibiki just tearing shit up. He don't care. You know, it's like, whatever, I do what I want. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a good fight. there's a lot of action here.
1: Yeah, lots of stuff going on. And the, the fights do not stop with Common Rider Beast. We still, got, we still got two other levels to this. Dante's Inferno going on. Basically, Gavin ends up being confronted by Space Squid Devil, and at this point, he, you know, he's the one telling Go Buster Yellow to continue and move on and jump through the portal and everything. And so Gavin is helped by, well, he, he obviously the, the foremost person who helps Gavin in this scene is Shelly, because she's still been working behind the scenes this whole time to try and help him unlock his, his space sheriff mode. Yep. And Akari Guy has called in Shinkin Yellow to help out and get his access back to the combat suit which i guess she you know does her little you know kanji yep. paint job or whatever they do and and that unlocks the block on his combat suit and then at that point we've got Gavin versus well the the return of the dine siblings the the Ground Dine and Sky Dine, and then they don't really get much of a chance to fight him because all of a sudden Squid Devil jumps through the portal and knocks them out of the way, and then he's surrounded by all these shocker troops and everything's going on, and then he receives assists from... There There are lots of common Riders, so if I don't get the intonation right, <laughs> then, then feel free to, to do it yourself. But there, there's common Rider Forze, there's common Rider Meteor, there's Common Rider Super One, there's Common Rider Decade, and then they are joined by the Sentai Group's Flashman and Deke Rangers
0: Yep. What What's our
1: common theme here? I I have no idea, man. That's common. why you're on. That, that's that's why I asked you on this show, dude. Common. I didn't I didn't even notice the animal thing in the last <laughs> one.
0: So. Well, this one's a little bit harder. The common theme here is space. Because, oh, is that is that why yeah. is that why Forza is like screaming about it? Too? Oh no, that's Forza's whole thing. Space okay.
1: time.
0: He loves outer space. He's like huh. the Lego guy, the space astronaut from Lego movie.
1: I think maybe I should I should skip to Forza because I like space. For, maybe, for, maybe I Forza, should watch
0: that. Well, it's Forza. They're all in high school and they all love space. So, but Forza and Meteor are both from Common Rider Forza, it's, and they're both
1: about. So, sounds like me, except for I'm yeah. not in high school. And there's
0: probably more girls in Forza (laughs) than, you know, you talking about space in high school. Um, (laughs) I'm calling it as I see it, man. That's all I'm saying. So Commander Forza and Meteor, both from Forza. The Flashmen, they're called Chosinche Flashman, Supernova Flashman. They were five aliens that came that were born into human bodies on Earth. And they, they all were born at the exact same time. And when they all turn 21, the anti-Flashman effect will strip them from Earth. So they're also from space. The Decca Rangers, better known here in the States as the Space Patrol oh. Delta, S- Power Rangers SPD.
1: Emergency.
0: Emergency. Well, you know what's funny is they had to call them SPD because they're called Sentai Police Ranger, so there's SPD all over everything oh, on yeah. their show. Yeah. That's yeah. why they had to figure out something for it. But again, they're, this, they're from space, and then Super 1, he was actually, he was an astronaut who was, ended up becoming this enhanced cyborg common Rider, so all space and interdimensional themes here for this battle. And another good one, because, you know, Forza's flying around with his rocket boot and stuff, and it's just, just a lot of different... And I, Flashman is one of my favorite... I, I tend to split the Super Sentai into before Ranger, before the ones that became Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 1, and then after. Oh, okay,
1: okay. So
0: Flashman is probably my absolute favorite Super Sentai team before pre, Ranger. Yeah, yeah
1: pre, pre and I, Ranger, I love yeah. their
0: looks with the big helmets. I love their the way that they the way they look the way they fight. As I seeing them, I was a real treat for me because there's a couple of different space related Super Sentai teams they could have gone with, and they went with them. So it's like, oh, that was a real treat for me as a Flashman fan. One of the few shows that I've 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 seen I've seen a few episodes of it raw. I've seen a few episodes of it in Portuguese because a lot of tokusatsu shows were translated into portuguese to air in brazil during the 70s and 80s okay but one of the very few shows of that of the super sentai of that era that doesn't at least have some of it fan sub in english yeah, yeah. so i've watched a lot of it and not you know not gotten a lot of it in english so it was a treat to get them even for just a few minutes in a, in a fan sub film
1: yeah no that that's always cool to see like whoever your your favorite characters are, and, and see somebody that you know, especially in something like this, where it's a, it, it, virtually it's a parade of, of, of all these kind of different characters. Oh, yeah. So, I guess we've got Go Buster Yellow is the, the final person that we're, we're sort of dealing with, and we'll, we'll come back to some of the other guys in a second, because like we said, this is very frenetic, and the battles kind of go to and fro, but Go Buster Yellow has gone through the other portal, and her... Main purpose is basically she's looking to, to save her buddies, the red and blue guys, and she ends up coming face to face with the raider, you know, the Madow strategist raider guy, and of course the the previously built up and super awesome, super deadly and scariest Shadow Moon, yep. you know, who is the the guy from Common Rider Black*. So she's face to face with those guys. In the meantime, there's some mini timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff going on with Forza, and another guy who I went, I know that guy! (laughs) Which was Inazu Man. Uh, He starts out as as Sanagi Man, and they're fighting Space Spider-Man in another little portal. And I I was kind of surprised, because I was like, oh cool, there's another, you know, Inishimori creation that, that shows up in this thing and everything. And I, I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to discuss this on the podcast, but I'm always I'm always kind of like Sonogi Man. Like I'm always like I know I know he's supposed to be the larva mode, and he's supposed to be like you know, and he turns into a butterfly and everything. But every time I see Sonogi Man, I'm like, dude, looks like a giant walking piece of shit. Doesn't
0: like, he though? You know, Doesn't like though, you know, I agree with that.
1: Because <laughs> I'm like I'm like, and I'm I'm always like, wait, so you got to turn into like Mr. Hanky first. <laughs> and then you can become like super badass like Kung Fu Mothra. And I'm like okay, like I'm like all right, I you know, it's 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 very that show is very X-Men. It's like I am Professor X and you are a mutant and we will recruit you, but first you must turn into a big giant shitlog man, you know? <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, "Professor? Like are you sh- are you sure? I can't just I can't just jump to the Butterfly, anyway. Butterfly dude. (laughs) But yeah, they they basically end up fighting and defeating Space Spider-Man. There also is, we we also cut back to Gavin and Gokai Silva, who get assists from the Gokaijus, who of course I totally know. But what was really cool was at that point, Gavin tosses them all metal hero keys. Of course,
0: because we just keep those around. Yeah, we just you
1: know we got we got them just in case.
0: Just in stuff, case somebody stuff like with like this arises, yeah. and, and, and and they he, happen to have the Mobirix yeah. device that lets them use them, right? Right,
1: right. So <laughs> so so he hands them all out, and you know they're they're fighting the the space squid devil guy and everything. Now these characters, I, it's like to me, I'm like, uh, you know, I guess people will have to forgive me because I'm I, I don't know pretty much anything about metal heroes, but I did kind of go. Big Bad Beetleborgs? Like, that's kind of what I was looking at, but I I, kind of wrote down the names, I don't even know if I'm going to say them right, but they said that the the metal heroes involved in this that they transform into were Jan Person, Jiraiya, Jeebin, Drafts Draft Redder, Juku B-Fighter's Blue Beat, and B-Fighter Kabuto's B-Fighter.
0: So... Now, the the two B fighters, B fighter and B fighter Kabuto, okay. those were the those were I want to say the first and second in that order series that became Big Bad Beetleborgs. So okay. that's why they, they were all okay. the the Beetle and and Bug themed ones, and then the others were not. They were other metal heroes that were not Space Sheriff. Okay. You know, and and this is the same thing where Metalder, which is what was Ryan Steele in the first season of VR Troopers, okay, and uh, Spielban, who was where uh, JB Reese and the girl whose name I'm blanking on. I keep saying Kimberly. It's like that's wrong, you idiot. That's Power Rangers. <laughs> say, Kimberly. No, it's still wrong. We're from the uh, the first the two seasons of VR Troopers. So there was, there was besides the Space Sheriff, there was also several series of just metal heroes who weren't necessarily part of the Space Sheriffs, but they had the same look. With the metallic armor,
1: okay.
0: Caitlin Star—that's her name. Caitlin. Caitlin. Well, I, you, can, you can see Ryan Steele, J.B. Reese, and Caitlin Star. Those were the the VR troopers, and they fought Carl Zichter, who so turned you, into Grimble. You
1: can see why you would get it get it mixed up. I mean, they they all have K names.
0: Yeah, I always dug Trini Kwan, so what do I know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I there's there's plenty of people to dig on these shows. So you know basically at this point my notes are even more fighting with yes. big bads you know i mean they're, they're, you know you just go to one fight after another shadow moon lives up to all your hype i mean he you know is decimating all these groups of characters he defeats the go busters with his satan saber Go Kygers are assisting along with Gavin and Beast. You've got a Raider, who again is stopping all of them and unleashing like this wave of despair on all the heroes. And of course, all these explosions go on in the background and all these people who you may know the names of and some you may not, they all kind of flop back over and everything. And, you know, Wizard pops out of nowhere and decides to combat... A despair wave with his own kind of like wave of of I guess you'd call it like his hope wave maybe I'm not sure what the the technical
0: <laughs> wizard
1: term is but that's that's the way I took it I mean I'm I don't know if I should just keep going or not because it's like there's all this kind of fighting going on yeah I mean, there's
0: not I mean really it's at this point it's at this just point it's fight. like non
1: stop yeah. it's one major fight until yeah. the. The end of the film. I mean, you got yeah. the Kyo Ryugers, and they're showcased, and they're fighting against Shadow Moon as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: that was that was the one thing that I my note is it says Kyorugas defeat Shadow Moon. Bullshit. But <laughs> but you know the, I I can kind of no prize it to myself that it's this is not the real Shadow Moon. It's just a revived Shadow Moon. It's not the real Century King. You know who not, probably not, could. Yeah. Could you know, as, as you guys like to say, you know, uh, steal these guys, take their wallets, any, you know, yeah, 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 every day of the week and twice on Sunday, you know. So,
1: <laughs> you know what you you can always you can always do the old adage of the Marvel fan and say it was a Doombot of Shadow Moon that got pwned by the Kyo Rugers. You know? Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that's not the real Shadow Moon. That's just a Doom bot. Like that's not the real guy. Either, <laughs> either that or what, what do they do for Thanos? It's like this is a s- simulacrum. You know?
0: <laughs> this was Thanos not written by Jim Starlin. So it <laughs> yeah, count. so so it, it is
1: total <laughs> BS. You
0: know, like
1: so yeah. This was this was Shadow Moon not written by Jim Starlin. Basically, is is the point you're trying to illustrate? Which I yeah, that's that's fine by me. Old Gavin. Is wrestling with himself, and he's he's half human too, so you would think he he'd have some some thumb, yep. you know, thumb twirling or whatever, you know, thumb ringing or whatever over this. But uh, eventually he he makes the decision. He's like, it's been an hour, we haven't heard from anybody. Like we got to fire off this super dimensional cannon. And meanwhile, you got wizard Keo Ryugers and the sheriffs, and they're all fighting the Medal Raider, and. At this point, the Raider basically reveals that the energy from the super-dimensional cannon blast will just end up reviving the Demon King, Psycho. Yes. And then the big, shocking M. Night Shamalama ding-dong twist <laughs> is that our friendly, cute, Haro looking bird-robot, Cyclone, is like the brain or the head or whatever it is. It, yeah. You know, he, he, he is the final missing piece of the puzzle that will resurrect the demon king psycho and so he is resurrected and then gavin sherevan and shader all have to take their ships up to try and stop the the blast from the superdimensional cannon they succeed in doing that but i guess like the the what the wave, the aftershock, yeah. or whatever Shockwave it's like, of it is more you than know, enough. is more than enough to to go ahead and and revive the demon king. Um, and, I, and
0: I really like this because Psycho was in 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 a very literal sense the figurehead villain from Space Seraph's Sheravan, in okay. that he was almost like a like an idol. He was immobile, you know, but he would issue his orders. So to see him come into this, you know, giant daikaiju form almost. It's like that kind of delivers on the potential that Sheravan was never able to deliver on as a series I for see. Psycho as the okay. big bad. Okay. Kind of like, again, to, to make another Power Rangers reference, in the third season, when Master Vile suddenly grows giant and fights the Shogun Zords. Okay. Or the Ninja Zords, I forget which one he fights. I guess it must be the uh, the Shogun Zords. You know, it's like the idea of your big bad joining the fray on his own. You know, yeah, yeah. I have had enough of this. You know? Yeah, <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself grow. Okay. <laughs> Dark so, Master Vile, he was cool. <laughs> he produced a course, lot of dumb kids, though. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so at this point, uh, the the Raider turns into Space Raider. And then at this point, like, there's, there's so many bad guys. I think I, I saw some bad guys from Shinkenger yes. and stuff. Did but I, I don't know that I recognize that. Yeah,
0: there's, there's Kamen Rider foes. There's Super Sentai foes. There's a lot of people in here. And they don't, they don't specifically give any of them a real showcase. Some of the no, at,
1: this, at this point it's just yeah. you know we're on the mountain and you if you don't know who we are like tough shit you know What's like, interesting
0: so. is that it appears that at least some of them are not necessarily just monsters of the week but like big bads Yeah uh, I I forget his name in Shinkenger, but Master Zandred is Yeah there yeah. and it's like whoa, holy crap it's Zandred and there's yeah. uh, so there's a lot yeah. of big bads there you know
1: And then and then my notes just say even more rear
0: fighting yeah. <laughs> you know like it's just more so yeah. there's,
1: there's more fighting
0: but then the, you know when all hope seems lost who should arrive but the cavalry
1: the cavalry shows up it's the og the yes. old school is is in the house and we've got aka ranger and the first common rider yep. who bring all these reinforcements now you're gonna have to help me out with with some of the the Common Rider stuff, but I, I noticed they've got Bokenger, Shinkenger, Shin Dynaman, Jetman. I noticed Common Rider. I think Ryuki and V three, but I'm yeah. I'm sort of lacking in the Common Rider stuff.
0: I'm, so I'm I trying know. to remember who all was there because I know Black RX was okay. there. I saw Ryuki. I saw. I want to say uh, X was there. Okay. I think I don't think Skyrider was there. I wasn't sure about anybody else because you don't really get a great look at him, and I, I didn't think to freeze frame it, but it's a it's a lot of Showa and some Heisei era riders in there. It's a very yeah. well Black RX. Stood He's, he was like I said, he was the first common rider I ever watched. So as soon as he like Oh Black RX, you know, wake up the hero. <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean you I mean it's just a crew of. of uh, of, of folks ready to lay lay some smack down here. Oh yeah, you know? totally, totally. And you know any time that Akira Red and Common Rider One show up, shit just got real, you know? <laughs> yep.
1: Shit is real. <laughs> Officially.
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> so I yeah, I don't know if this is this is cool or or, or it hits the lame meter too. I don't know if this means that Space Raider is also a Doombot, but Kyo Ryuger uh, gold and Common Rider beasts are the guys that team up to defeat Space Raider.
0: And and, and I love B, uh, B J. Just shows B J. Stag from GoBuster shows up for no real reason. Well, he's, he's I'm there, the guardian of the forest.
1: <laughs> he's there for for some some nice comic relief in the midst of all this fighting. <laughs> we need we need some Jar Jar action. We need we need some kind of light light comic relief. So. I guess what that's do like when
0: B.J. Stag, after they defeat Space Raider, he says, I'll handle it from here, and he starts cleaning up. He's <laughs> like, I've got this now. I've got it. i got the sweep up. Yeah. And, We're then they, they, uh, they, yeah, and then you also get the really cool bit where everyone unleashes their final attacks to take out the monster army. Yes. I really like that, because you just see all the different beams and weapons and things just flying out of the melee, you know? Almost like a, like in a Chuck Jones cartoon, you just see the dust up with fists flying in every direction.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that would have been about the same effect, but it's really cool here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's so many of them. Like it's like you you'd be like, what what were you guys thinking? <laughs> like you just fucked with the planet Earth,
0: and all these guys are
1: unleashing <laughs> this this can of whoop ass on all of you. Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's like it's in Predator epic. when they all start opening fire on the jungle. <laughs> Yes, basically. Except the for joke this... that my brother and I always had is that this is the real cause of, of rainforest deforestation in <laughs> South America. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But and what and what's funny is while all this is going on, Psycho is fighting. What I don't I forget the the whatever the Kyorugas. Yeah, what Saga. is it? It's
1: Kyo I don't know. Kyo like,
0: Ryuzin, Yeah, that sounds yeah. Fun, right. And Wizard joins him in there, which is even cooler.
1: Yeah, because suddenly okay.
0: he's got a Kyogu ring just uh, out of nowhere. The same place I'm guessing Gavin got his Metal Hero keys from. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> that. That, that the,
1: it's it's at the the old um, antique shop. You know, they 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 have those there. <laughs> they were they were busy making them. So I guess they, they do what, like, the Wizard Dragon is, like, his one of his yeah. signature moves, so that combines with their, their Zord or Mech or whatever, yep. and then that's how they end up destroying King Psycho's body. I guess, you know, Go Buster Yellow being, you know, again, one of our sort of lead main characters, like, and she had this relationship with the the little circular cyclone, you know, bird. Like, she kind of reaches out to, you know, get the good part of him, you know, there's still good in you. She can feel it, you know, that kind of thing. And
0: that name no longer has any
1: meaning. So, so I guess it's like when she's just about to kind of get crushed or whatever, then he he pops out and it's like haro haro at the last minute and sort of saves her and everything. And so what they actually sort of destroy and defeat is is just the sort of the remaining body of the demon yeah. king psycho and even even the space sheriff sort of take a part in in the destruction because they kind of almost have the whole you know you're all clear kid let's blow yeah. this thing and go home <laughs> you know they they basically like shoot the body back down so yeah. you know kind of d- do do the pitch the wind up you know for for you know wizard and yeah. the key you know reugers to to take them out and everything
0: yeah.
1: and you know at that point basically you know the day is saved the main cast says their farewells
0: yeah, I I really like the the I call it just big finish is my only note, and I like it because it really does allow all three groups to shine in a way, because the the big finish here with the space ships they get to use their 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 ships get to nuke from orbit, only way to be sure you know yeah and uh, and so that that's cool they get we we've seen them use their ships but now they're opening up all the fire including Govin's ship turning into the big dragon and yeah the yeah. one turning into a gun and the other dude there to fire the gun. You know, it's like the Megatron syndrome. You turn into yes. a gun, somebody's got to fire you, you know. Yeah. But then, and as you said, they combine with dra- dragon is the phantom that's inside of Wizard. Okay. And, and he can call on the dragon using his dragon forms to bring the dragon into the real world to help him. When he's fighting in what's called the underworld, which is when they go inside someone's soul, inside their memories, to help to stop the phantom from destroying their their hopes. That's his finisher. He combines with Dragon on his flag to do the, dra- the Rider Dragon kick. So, so you get a Rider kick, the traditional common Rider finishing move, being done by a giant robot. The traditional finishing, you know, technique of the Super Sentai is to bust yeah. out a big yeah. nice mecha and do a sword and turn around as a monster blows up. You know, so you get the combination of those three things all in order to take out the big bad. So, I really like that it wasn't just. You know, uh, just W. You know, Wizard riding along on you know Kyo Ruzian as they were fighting. It actually got to do a common rider style attack, and the the space sheriffs got their style big attack in there as well.
1: Yeah, like everybody, everybody played a role in the. the there was a team effort to save the day, basically. Yes.
0: And then everyone gets to say their goodbyes, and it's all very touching in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody who was a non-suit actor you know yeah. all the the, the main <laughs> actors, the who actors get to yeah. sort of you know say say their goodbyes all the main cast that you've sort of been with this whole time and everything so we
0: get our j-pop song we get our j-pop song and, and then it, I, ha- it, I have to admit the j-pop song which i think they keep saying we are brothers ever since i re- we recorded the one for uh, Ultra Galaxy. I keep randomly saying we're brothers. So that—that's <laughs> <laughs> all think of, the we're Japanese brothers. That We're brothers, man. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all about that's
1: all about the E Honda. That yeah. that's, might be it. Might be E Honda's like you know theme song or whatever. Yeah. You know? It might be like when he's rolling with his his crew. He's got his entourage. You know, that's yeah. that's what's playing the big beats in the E Honda limo or whatever. You know, like that's what's going down yeah so so i and then and then this is i don't know I, obviously i'm a fan right i'm yes. a big fan of Kikita, i know
0: exactly where you're going with
1: this <laughs> but like it's just kind of like yo i'm kakaida you know like and then i mean i get it it's like supposed to be like a tease for something that's upcoming it's 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 kind of like trying to be the end of a marvel movie i guess maybe i don't know maybe. if that's if well, that or it's
0: really just, you know, hey, you, we're we are bringing back all these memories with all these metal heroes, but, you know, because the, the narrator says they are not the only heroes of
1: Earth. Yeah, yeah, we we could give you some other stuff if you're interested, type yeah. thing. Yeah, and, I mean...
0: And, yeah, but, you know, the, because I, that was the next movie that they were going to produce, that well, we weren't going to get. We got the... Before we got the uh, Show vs. Hayside Common Rider War,
1: Yeah,
0: we got the Kikaida reboot movie, and it's like you know the the space sheriffs and the metal heroes they would not exist if not for android kikaida as what is the genesis really of that of that series Yeah, you know, android kikaida is not really considered a metal hero in the strict sense yeah you know but he it really i mean the idea of of a lot of the themes that they touch on and the look just the look i mean some of the looks are exactly like kikaida metalder like yeah. I said, was everyone may remember as from the first season of VR Troopers with the, the vertical split between the red yes. and the blue. Yeah. I mean, that was a direct homage to Kikaida. So you can't do Metal Heroes without Android Kikaida. So that was I knew they had a big, big deal, and they had an ace up their sleeve that they reserved Kikaida, and they're going to relaunch Kikaida in the next film, but, like they had successfully relaunched Gavin previous to this film.
1: It's it's interesting because I I don't know because I still haven't seen Kikaita Reboot. I did, in case anybody's interested, did go over to Generation Kikaita, the website, and they've got the pre-orders up. So if you're interested in that, I think those are going to start shipping out December 12th was the date that they gave and everything. I I pre-ordered mine. It's on DVD. I figure, you know, I want to get the official copy and everything like that. But I love
0: Generation Kikaita's work. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to say I love their work. I just wish there was a way that I could be in Hawaii, so I don't have to pay the shipping. Yeah, yeah, Because it's kind of an unf, it's 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 you know it's it's a cost of doing business. They're based in Hawaii, shipping is quite a lot here to the continental U.S. Yeah. it's just the way it is. But it, it it's a hurdle, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're like you're like you, you understand there's licensing and 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 they're a small operation, so it's already going to be kind of the maximum suggested retail value, and then you you throw in the shipping, and you're kind of like, wow, I've just spent like you know forty bucks on a DVD or whatever, yeah. you know, which you know, but but uh, you know, at the same time, I'm like. You know, when I met those guys and everything, yeah. like, uh, you know, especially like Daisuke Ban, like, I mean, they were very, I mean, he doesn't speak English or anything, but they were very generous and nice with their time. And I think at that point was when I just kind of said, hey, you know what, I never actually bought Inazuman or V3, and I just went back and bought what they right. had on the website because I just wanted to support
0: them. And, they, know, have a, and they, were. they put out a fantastic product. Please don't... Yeah. You know, don't miss. Uh, I don't want the listeners to misconstrue what I'm saying.
1: it's yeah, just yeah.
0: it's frustrating.
1: No, it's just because it's just,
0: you're like they're in the United States. Why is it so much to ship? And you're like they're still in Hawaii, you jackass. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Why it's so much to ship? Well, it's, <laughs>
1: it, I, I think you're just saying be prepared. You know, the, yeah. the, the, for the shipping. I mean, even if even you're, when if I you're
0: used to complaining about the cost of shipping on eBay. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> it's so. like buying stuff from like HLJ or Amiami. Ami. Yeah. It's like, oh, sweet! I got this! I got this for half off. It's like, yeah, but I'm going to pay the difference in shipping.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that just just anybody who's listening, just be prepared for for that eventuality. Yeah. 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 I, I guess the reason why I brought up the reboot, though, is is you know I have seen the Gaim episode with the the reboot Kaida, and yeah. it's like it's interesting that they. You know, I don't know if they knew they were going to do that at this point or not, you know? I believe,
0: like... I believe yes. I I think it was in pre-production okay. by the time that Superhero War Z was released okay. that it had at least been announced. So I, they knew something was coming with Kikaider. We didn't necessarily, you know, we, the viewing audience, didn't necessarily know it was Kikaider reboot. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I, yeah, I find
1: it. I guess now in retrospect, I find it kind of interesting that it was the you know we we call it the OG or the classic you know the non reboot Kikaida that we see the image of. So I did yeah. I did kind of find that interesting.
0: Well, but that also makes sense because they didn't you know they're usually Toei and even bigger outfits like Toho are usually loath to reveal their new designs until they can I see. officially I see. unveil okay. them, okay. Uh, like with Gaim. Leading up to the Gime's debut, they they would show you what he looked like, but they wouldn't show you how he transformed, how the orange came over him and formed his armor. Okay, okay, it was like, oh no, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. We won't show it to you. <laughs> like, you you might be able to figure it out, but I doubt it.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that, that is Superhero War Z. I mean, o- overall, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. I the, the only thing that I would bring to it as a caveat, and and we were discussing this a little before in the pre-show, but it, it's very much different IPs kind of coming together, and, and if you do have somewhat of a lack of familiarity, I think for me... It's fun to watch if you just watch it and turn your mind off. And if you don't know something, you know maybe I'll check out that series later in the future. So it's good in that regard for writing synopses and, and podcasting. I was like, oh crap, who the hell is this guy? I need to know his damn name. How do I pronounce this and all this stuff? So I was I was feeling a little hectic where I was like, oh no, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna do this justice. I hope I do. So you know, but that was that was kind of my take on it. Where it's like, oh, I'm doing a podcast about Swamp Thing meets shadow meets conan you know and you're just kind of like well shit i don't you know and then you're like you're like I, I hope i get all this stuff right you know for I'd, I'd watch the fans that. you know I'd so. watch
0: swamp thing versus the shadow versus conan That'd but be that,
1: awesome. that's 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 kind of tantamount to what this is you know where where there there are these these properties that are well loved and well liked and and they all kind of come together in this film but there is that that feeling of of frenetic nature where you're you're like you you it's a roller coaster and you just kind of got to go along with all the the jolts and twists and turns that it It, takes you on
0: this would not be we mentioned when we did mega monster battle ultra galaxy legend that this was a film that you could show to somebody as an introduction kind of Ultraman because it gives a lot of background and it kind of gets you up to speed on who the yeah yeah. who the the crew of the uh, space pen dragon are and all that I would say this is not like that. This is not a yeah. film that I would be like, hey, you want to get into Tokusatsu? <laughs> you want to get the Henshin Heroes? Let's watch Superhero War Z. I well, would you, you, you wouldn't start with it. No, you know, this, you, this you, you'd you'd have to work your you way up to, to that. You, you, you get your friend to watch, pick a series. Pick Kamen Rider Wizard. Pick Tokuga. Pick, you know, I don't know, Space Sheriff Gavin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Pick a series, watch the series, get up to, okay, I understand. It's like, okay, now you're, now you're on board. With the concepts, now let's watch Superhero Wars Z. This is such a such a tokusatsu party movie. You know, just get a, as I said, get a case of your favorite beverage, round up a group of, a group of guys because let's face it, it's probably going to be guys watching this, and just throw this on, and it's just a blast from having just so much fun. Yeah, there's a lot of parts in this that they just kind of gloss over. We mentioned the Metal Hero keys, Wizard suddenly having a Kyo Yuga ring, all that's like, doesn't matter. At that point, you don't even care. Because as soon as he pulls out the keys, you're like, holy crap, they're going to Gokai change into the Metal Heroes. And the part of your brain that thinks logically is like, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys in about an hour, okay? Thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if
1: you're going to do that, you should have done that like three minutes into it where yeah. it was like a long time ago, you know? <laughs> but...
0: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's. It's not. I would because there's there's so much thrown at you that if, if you're not at least passingly familiar with the the different series, you're gonna it's gonna be overwhelming. I think that you know. Yeah, a, I, but, but for if you're already into this kind of stuff, oh my god, you can't go wrong.
1: You yeah. cannot
0: go wrong with this. Yeah, Just, I think
1: that's that's an extremely fair assessment. You know, you're, you're if you if you have no. Knowledge whatsoever—it's probably not the best thing to start with. Something to to work your way towards, perhaps if you're if you're have a burgeoning interest in this kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely, I I agree. Yeah,
0: I I would actually recommend if someone is interested in starting a tokusatsu fandom, the the predecessor Space Sheriff Gavin the movie is actually a pretty good one to start on because it's very much about it's very much character driven. And it assumes you know nothing, pretty much. And it very, it's very good about kind of guiding you along with who the people are and who the, intergal- the, the, the Galactic Police Union and all that. So that, that might be one to get started on if you have an interest. Because there, there's been a bit of a, you know, the Metal Heroes, they went away. You know, they haven't been as continuous as clearly the Super Sentai and the Common Riders have. So, you know, when, when they did the Kaija versus Gavan, I think that kind of started a resurgence of folks saying, hey, you know, I remember that from when I was a kid, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and starting to get back. It's like, you know, the, why did we ever stop doing these? These were cool. So there's more people getting interested now in the Metal Heroes than had been for quite a long time just from getting some exposure. And in that exposure, then the characters themselves getting put over, like it's nobody's business, you know. You know, like I said, the beginning of the Gokaiger versus Gavin, where Gavin runs through the Gokaiger, it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay, this dude is for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty badass in that movie, so yeah. And then
0: he's a grizzled old dude. It's like everybody's like, oh, grizzled old dude. You know that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: he he was very very cool. I I think I think that's a good suggestion too. I think I think if you do happen to watch this and you're not familiar with everything like myself, you know, I, I think there's things I'm going to try to check out. I, for sure, I think Gavin was really cool and I I'd, I'd like to watch some of the original series and and the movie that I've not actually seen. And and now that you're telling me that Forza is all about the space I think mm-hmm. I think that might be my thing. I think maybe I, I might check that out next. So
0: yeah, Forza would be good. Wizard is another one. I love Common Rider Wizard, so that would be one I would heartily recommend.
1: See, I'm I'm kind of like Superman and Tony Stark. Like I can't stand magic, so I sometimes I stay away from from magic type stuff. I've but, got a I've right, got a yeah. full
0: run of Iron Man, man. I'm yeah. I'm all there about so. the Tony Stark. I'm not normally into magic, but what I what I like about Common Rider Wizard is what hooked me on it was that. In the original *Common Rider*, okay, shocker, kidnaps, um, and I'm blanking on his name. Uh, our our hero.
1: Oh, okay. And, um, well, God, well, yeah. I'm like I can't think of his I name now. It's, it, it's like a manly man name, like not names they give him now. It was yeah. like all butch and stuff.
0: Oh, but wow. they, uh, so they, they they kidnap him and they they go to turn him into one of their cyborgs. Okay, and he uh, t- Takeshi Hongo. They kidnap Takeshi Hongo and they go to turn him into one of those cyborgs, and he escapes, and so he is a cyborg that spends the series, along with Kamen Rider 2, fighting other cyborgs, right? So he is the same as what he fights. Yeah. And the only difference, again, like Android Kikaida, the difference is is that he has a conscience, and that, you know, so they, there's a lot of emotional ground to cover of, well, we're again, we're brothers! We're the same. Right, right. Why are we fighting? You know, you should join us. Why are we fighting? Well, Wizard... He's the same, because he was the, the ritual that created all the phantoms on Earth. He was part of that, and if it wasn't for his willpower to suppress the phantom, he would be a phantom. So he is powered by the same thing that he fights. Okay. So from a thematic standpoint, it's like, oh, this is a lot like the original Common Rider. He yeah. is what he's fighting, and so that's okay. what got me into it. The magic part is, I mean, it's it's not like, I don't know, it's not like a, like a D&D-style magic mumbo-jumbo stuff. It's pretty, you know, it could it could be any type of power. It just happens to be magic. And right. they make some real good use of that later on with the big story. But I would recommend, again, anyone who, again, is interested in Common Rider, maybe from either, you know, listening to this show or listening to earlier episodes, and, and if maybe if uh, the Fruit Warlord of Gaim... Is not maybe to your liking? Try Wizard, Forza, you know. And these are all out there now. All, all these modern shows, thanks to the fan subgroups, yeah, yeah. like Mativi TV Nihon and Overtime, o- Overtime, yeah, yeah. Which is I, Overtime is whom I got this copy of this movie from.
1: Yeah, I, I I did the same. That's I think that's why I was saying that there were no ass wipes and and. And unusual cursing in this yeah. one. I was like, oh, good.
0: Overtime it does does really good work. And now I'm not I'm not associated with Overtime. Not associated with any of the fan no, subgroups. No. But you can you can go and sample and find the ones that you like, and be able to find and find a the series that you like. It it could be anything. Can be your in. And it, one thing I've always said it's like they're all they're all worth watching. So find you know what if you want to be on that kind of a trivial level, look at them and find the one that looks the coolest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I which can't say enough. Theme
0: or which hero looks cool? It's like, you know what? I think that the Shin Kenja look really cool because I like samurais. I'm gonna watch Shin Kenja. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. go wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Gokaijir and obviously yeah. you can tell by my enthusiasm for Gokai
0: Silva.
1: Yes. You know, because <laughs> I, I love the guy. So, I mean, you know, I I, I don't know that that's. It, uh, it might not be the best first show for somebody to watch, but it's still it's it's a yeah. good show. So
0: and I that, mean there's... that one's good for. And I would also recommend that maybe if you were a Power Rangers fan, that yeah. last yeah because they do all the homages.
1: Yeah, and you'll you know? you'll recognize certain, recognize quite certain quite a groups. lot of it.
0: Yeah, so I mean every and again every you know Power Rangers fan I know and I know quite a lot. As soon as we watch the first scene of Gokaija with the Legend War. You know the legendary war with all the different Super Sentai fighting. Yeah, everyone's like, okay, I'm on board. I'll watch this. Let's figure this. Let's see what's going on here. (laughs) So yeah, that, that that's the thing. I mean, we're right now. I think the technology has finally caught up to what we always wanted, which was essentially getting to see our shows in English the same week that they aired in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: and, and that's what we've basically gotten to with these fan subgroups. I mean, right now I'm watching uh, Express Sentai Tokyuga, and I'm watching Kamen Rider Drive, and I watch them the week that they air in Japan. I watch them in English. And yeah. it's like, this is what I've always basically wanted. You know, I, yeah. I, have, I am such a happy little Tokusatsu fanboy right now, I can't even put it into words
1: yeah yeah I think that's why you you were sort of chastising the the impatience of youth, the people who didn't know how good they had it you know? so yeah that's 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 a good awesome thing
0: yeah i I checked
1: out an episode of drive. I thought it was pretty cool
0: the thing that was odd to me about drive not not to get off on a drive tangent yeah, yeah. was that from the description that he was a police officer who's also a common rider, that was the only real description they put out, so in my mind. You ever watch the show on NBC called Grimm? Okay, yeah, yeah. Where so it's he's, like they... yeah, well, where he, my, that was my thought. Okay. I like, said, oh, okay, he's a cop and he's investigating cases and there are monsters involved in the cases. Oh. Okay. And then Drive comes out and it's completely not that at all.
1: No, no, it, not <laughs> at least.
0: And it's like, okay, this is about 180 degrees from what I thought it was going to be, but it's still cool. It's just not what I thought it was going to be from the description. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Cool. All right. Well, I, I,
1: I think, I mean, you know, we, we, we don't want to uh, beat a dead horse or anything, but, but we both obviously enjoyed watching the show. If if you guys have enjoyed, you know, listening to us talk about the show and you want to check it out, like we said, there's the fan sub from Overtime that's really awesome that you can check it out yourself. If you have seen this and you're interested in checking out other stuff, like we said, you know, you, just try one of the recommendations and, you know, see if it floats your boat and if you're into it and everything. But before we take off for the night, I just want to give Luke an opportunity to tell our listeners, our FanHoles listeners, because they may or may not be familiar with your other works, you know, where they can find you on the interwebs and, and, and what they can do if they want to listen to more.
0: All right. Well, my main show that I think folks listening to this episode might appreciate is my main show, which is called Earth Destruction Directive, which is a dai kaiju podcast covering all aspects of dai kaiju culture, movies, comics, games, all of that, and that can be found at two true freaks dot com. And I also co-host the show called The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, Woo! which is a horror podcast. We're currently looking at the Friday the 13th series. And we've got, it may have dropped by this point, but we've got another series coming up. And I won't spoil it just in case it hasn't dropped yet. That should be a lot of fun. That's also at 2 com, And my Hawkman blog, which is called Being Carter Hall. You can find that at beingcarterhall.blogspot.com. And check out any of those if you want to see or read some other of my stuff.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's all awesome stuff. I, I love Earth Destruction Directive, and I really, really enjoy the vault of startling terror tales of horror. It's it's very cool. I, I really enjoy listening to you guys discuss the, the Friday the 13th series, and especially the, the horror stuff that I'm familiar with, like Carpenter and, and all that kind of stuff, and your recent stuff with the, I, I know you did the Halloween cast where you all told your short stories. Like, that was that was cool. It reminded yeah. me of, like, Creepshow and, and all those kind of,
0: the anthology type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you know what was funny was we started the show in I think like August, you know whatever whatever year it was twenty eleven or twenty twelve we started the show, and it came around. I was like, you know, and we just had a discussion. I was like maybe we should do like a horror anthology for Halloween, and now it's become an annual tradition that we've done it every Halloween since we started the show. That we've always done, you know, the the short stories, and the gimmick this year was 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 great because. We were all kind of scratching our heads, what to do, and we were recording, and somebody threw why don't we just ask the listeners for a title? We'll All write something based on a title. And uh. I was like, Perfect. So, <laughs> and I'll tell you, the funny thing was our, and the title was Pump It Up, you know, and I, the story that I wrote, and I, I, I have the lead story this year. I thought mine was going to be a little risque.
1: And well, it out, wow! Like, no.
0: Not, not, not in the least. <laughs> not in the least. My, I had the tame story this year. I'm like, okay, well, that gets us a good thing. I was up first, then. <laughs> uh,
1: man, yeah, I, I remember when I was listening to the, the more risque story, and I think I was like walking around, and I went, oh my god,
0: <laughs> just to hear my good friend Sean Angle try to do the sexy girl voice. That alone was worth the price of admission. On the-
1: <laughs> very, very <laughs> awesome. But yeah. Alright guys, we we hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Toku Thursdays, sort of episode of Sentai Saturdays, and also kind of sort of episode of Earth Destruction Directive. So just like our topic, we kind of have a three-way awesome podcast going on.
0: And normally you gotta pay extra for that kind of action.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally got to pay extra. Like we said, we, we hope you've enjoyed listening. You can find us on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any feedback or questions or concerns or uh, you know, good emails, angry emails, you can feel free to send them at, fanholespodcast at gmail. You can check us out on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, you know, all those good places, Facebook, Twitter. Again, we appreciate all the likes and, again, the feedback that we get via email. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek W.C., signing off. And my special guest,
0: this is Luke Eddie saying, keep them stopping. Peace! so this is early early online multi multiplayer gaming and i was on a transformers match and, uh, uh, so I, you know, the conversation, course, turned to anime. I said, yeah, I'm not really a big anime fan. I'm more of a tokusatsu fan. But what's that? I said, well, you know, Common uh, Rider, Ultraman, Super Sentai. Super Sentai, isn't that like Power Rangers? That, seems, that really seems a little, <laughs> little kind of unrealistic to me. I said, yeah, not, not realistic, like giant robots from another planet that land on Earth a million years ago and all speak English, right? Right. Because <laughs> that, that's like, you know, that happens every day.
1: Except just the other day bumblebee was peeing in my in my backyard
0: <laughs> 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 Here, keep it. Japanese fighters stick together. Cause we're brothers!